This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Hey everyone, a very, very good evening. Uh, welcome to Extra Time, uh, the live show where we talk about the previous game and have a look ahead to the game that's coming up. We've got an absolute jam-packed show. We've got brand newbies. We've got debutants. We've got familiar faces. We've got a lineup fitting of being the pride of the Midlands because that is what we are, ladies and gentlemen. Wolverhampton Wanderers, pride of the Millions, Midlands, a fantastic victory at the weekend in the West Midlands derby, 2-1 over Aston Vanilla. It was wonderful. We even had a bit of sunshine and we're going to get stuck in. We've already got over 40 uh, watching. Please feel free to share this on your Facebook groups, on your WhatsApps. Let's get a real bumper crop. And if you're enjoying the content, please uh, smash a like on the video. We're going to have the pundits on. We're going to talk about it. We're going to dissect it. We're going to get their performance ratings. We're going to get their man of the match. And all the nominations will be put into the vote at the end for the people's vote on the man of the match as well, as usual. Also want to say a big thank you to uh, my sponsors, uh, Spider VPN, who help power and make this happen. They've got a new uh, product launch that's come out, which is in the description below. So check them out and thank you so much. They are, funnily enough, Newcastle fans, Geordie fans, uh, big Newcastle supporters. So... Uh, you'll be seeing them 
upcoming in the uh, the Newcastle game. Really lovely people. Um, but hopefully we can get another three points. Now, I'm delighted that we're going to bring on first one of my best buddies. Uh, always very busy. Uh, but he's managed to find some time to come on tonight. And we're going to be talking as, as well as the game. We're going to be looking ahead to the next Samosa Saturday. Manny, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. How are you doing, Dave? Absolutely brilliant. Looks better with the background. There we go. Fantastic, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> feeling good, mate. Feeling good. Um, uh, thank you all. Calm down um, after a good win on Saturday. You know, nice to have a three o'clock Saturday afternoon kickoff as well. Rather than a Sunday, I'm always busy on a Sunday. So, Mate, Sundays um, are not good for you generally because you do a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, I know. On a you're at the you're at the temple a lot on Sundays, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Sunday football has become a norm, and especially if we're thinking of going to Europe, it will be a norm, won't it? But um, uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, I thought um, really, really good performance and um, uh, an excellent result against um, you know, which on paper was going to be a really tough game. Fantastic. Well, we've got, there's a chap here, uh, Jeffrey. evening, sat in his truck somewhere. Yeah. I'd like to know where in the world you sat in your truck. Uh, listen, listen to keep <laughs> up the good work. Manny, before we get on to the game, because uh, we've got a lot yeah. to talk about. Yes. Samosa Saturday 14, it's on. We will be there. Tell it's everyone on, about yeah, it, yeah. how they can get Most, involved. Well, the next home game, um, pretty much, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's... Um, 30th of April, uh, Brighton, um, which is a three o'clock Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll be setting up our stall, usual place, just by the university building, way, uh, around o'clock. And we'll hopefully have enough samosas. We ran out at half past two and there was a, a right melee for the last one last time. So I remember it well, mate. We'll have, it, uh, it, we'll have enough and... Um, uh, Lots of fans um, join in and help out, and obviously, be good to see um, a lot of faces that you social media um, on like come and bike to each. And if even just you know, you know, times are hard, or you know, there's a lot of people who who are struggling for various reasons. You know that you won't, you're not obliged to. Give us a donation if you don't want to. If you want to eat something, come to me and I'll give you something to eat. Well, well, that's the thing, isn't it, Manny? Uh, with the samosas and everything like that, with uh, with it all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a fundraiser. It's for a great course to mention UK. But if someone doesn't have any money, yeah, it is. Give a samosa anyway. Yeah, that's right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, um, it, it, there's lots of personal situations we have people who are disabled in wheelchairs we have people who are homeless you know there's we we go past the subway and we see people in the subway don't we um uh, you know where they're struggling so you know i even get the police come to me who are on duty that day and they have a few as well so yeah we raise a lot of a lot of money and and we even this this weekend believe it or not went to the villa match and i entered the ground i had over 200 pounds in cash, just given to me by fans as I walk into the ground. Just people just wanted to donate, even though I wasn't even doing anything. I was just going to the match, and I came home with nearly two hundred pounds in cash. So um, uh, uh, there's a fan from Australia 
Perth who donated to me. There was another guy from London. You know, it was a young uh, girl and boy who were probably got to be under 16. So, you know, and um, brilliant, brilliant. Um, uh, the fans, the reaction they show to all the fundraising. And um, uh, I can never really thank them, thank them enough, to be honest. Well, mate, Robert... Dover. Osmosis of Dover. <laughs> well, Robert Fletcher's been wanting to get you to deliver to Dover for ages, mate. What's it? What's the nearest um, football club to Dover? Is it, it's probably Gillingham, isn't it? I bet you down there, down the. Dover haven't ever football. We play. Yeah, but we, you know, I don't know. When we draw Dover in the FA, you know, away, I'll bring some down, <laughs> Robert. There you go, Robert. You've got your answer, mate. <laughs> on to the game, Manny. Um, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, on to the game. Brilliant. You know. Um, it was strange because the week leading up to the game, obviously we had that debacle against Leeds at half an hour of um, absolute pain and comical defending and, and a stupid sending off, you know, which wasn't a sending off. But um, I have to say, I wasn't that nervous. People were really nervous about it. I was, I I was apprehensive, and I think everyone I spoke people to were, was apprehensive. Yeah, people were like, oh, if we get a point, if we get a point. And I'm thinking... It's not Man City, it's not Liverpool, you know, Aston Villa do concede goals, um, they concede very, very poor goals if you look through their season, so they're there to be got at. I knew they would be dangerous coming forward and we'd have to defend well and we'd have to also have a, a, a top game from Jose Sarr, but I knew that we would create chances and it was all about taking those chances and, and we did, we took the first one and then we got the second one and, and to be honest, we should have put the game um, you know, out of sight, uh, Hwangi Chan when he had that. A bit like the Leeds game, wasn't it? Before yeah, half time, couldn't get the third very, goal. Very similar, and then it just shows you how you know the last five minutes a little bit fraught. But I still didn't think we was going to do what we did against Leeds, and we didn't. You know, they won a penalty, which wasn't a penalty, and um, uh, you know, he, he won into and, and Saar, that, didn't he? I think it is a penalty that's the problem when you look at these laws if a player gets to the ball first it's always deemed that he's in the right you know, and that's how they look at it they just look at oh well you know Watkins got the ball first and then he ends up in the floor so it's a penalty regardless of actually that's what happens in football two people wholeheartedly going for something will occasionally collide you know for no reason whatsoever like Raul did right like um uh, like Star did, which wasn't a penalty. It's just play on, play on. It wasn't actually, you know. Uh, uh, but you'll see more and more decisions. I think given given like that, they just seem hell bent uh, that once the player has touched the ball first, and if he gets taken out, VAR are never going to overturn that. I think they pretty much said they're not going to rescind those type of decisions. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It was a good atmosphere as well, wasn't it, Manny? That Molyneux was rocking, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, to be fair, it was um, it was a, a good. You expect it, you know. It's a local derby. It's three o'clock. Well, it's a local derby in terms of they're the only ones in the Premier League. You know, we can call local, uh, and you expect the, the fans to be up, and they were. You know, missing Neves and missing Raúl. You're also missing a couple of key songs there. You know, but we still. Managed to ramp up the app there and um, it was a little bit feisty. A bit fraught and 
experience going in, which was good. Back, you know, and um, the performance of the players, the team that he picked was bang on. You have to give Bruno a lot of credit, bringing Marcel in and um, Johnny. They just give uh, a solid base to the wide areas, which helped the and midfield. We was all probably wow. thinking he was going to go with three, but he went with two. So it was really important. He had those two uh, solid wing backs either side and um, and the front three just were sensational, linked up, uh, interplay. They just seem uh, they seem like they know each other. Um they they knew it, you know, Fabio knew exactly where he was. I mean, you see him in training, you see him uh, on You're breaking up a little bit there, mate. You lose me. Yeah, you're just breaking in and out little bit got your thinking back now. You're a bit, I think your internet's a bit blue. Okay. Uh, weird. Uh, just one. Yeah. Hopefully this will be better. Yeah. So, you know, the front three played really well. I thought, you know, Fabio led the line really, really well. Um, he was, um, uh, you know, instrumental in the way we played. He's, he's a, a player that's had so much stick. Um, he's had, you know, uh, for the price tag that he was brought in, but his fleeting opportunities that he's had this season, he's actually made an impression every time he's come on. I thought, you know, it's something like the West Ham game away from home where we played really poorly. He, he was the only one that really took the game to West Ham against, you know, two really tough centre halves. So he's got a little bit about him, and you can see him getting stronger. And he, and every time. He got the ball, Trinko made the run, and he found him. You know, we should he should have had two or three assists that day, the, the way he played. And I think just need needs a goal to cap off his performance and, and yeah, his confidence to another Yeah, he was fantastic, Fabio, wasn't he? Who's going to be your man of the match then, mate? My man of the match is Fabio. You know, he's, he's 19, a lot of pressure. Um, comes in expectation derby and he performed and yes the senior majestic ran the midfield yes Johnny was sensational I thought Marcel was strong the back three Bolly you know very very good players but for me you know Fabio deserved that and he's he just gets so much unjuiced stick because of his price price it's tag. not that thirty five million pound is not his fault is it. It's, it's weighed heavy on him, but you know, I don't think I don't think it's weighed heavy on him personally. It's us on, on us, yeah. We, yeah. It's weighed on us saying, "Oh, we've spent thirty-five million pounds. Why didn't we get a complete striker?" Yes, I agree with that. For thirty-five million pounds, you should be getting a complete player. But if you look at Fabio, he's an eighteen-year-old kid who, in one year, he looks stronger, bigger, fitter. He's pushing Mings and and Kurt Zuma in the in the previous match against West Ham, he's, when he started, he's really pushing those players and he's, he's making them look like mugs in defence and just needs that goal. He got through against Mings in the first half and the second half he had that shot. Oh, tipped, tipped over, over. the bottom. You know, we, we were level, level with that and if that had gone in, it would have been Bedlam at Wallenew, you know. So he needs, he needs that and hopefully he gets a run of games. I'm a firm believer when Toti Gomez came into the side and played so well, I didn't want size back. I didn't want size back because whoever plays well, like Johnny's playing well, Tomato shouldn't come back um, just automatically. 
So same with Silver. If Silver proves himself and plays well, then Raul, you know, should have some time out the, the sides as well. It's not a problem. You know, we need competition for places. We need players pushing each other. So those players have to feel that, oh, hang on, we've got players in reserve who are going to come in and do a job for this side. So we have to now up our game. So Samedo, so, you know, I want the I want the midfield to perform. I want Neves to feel, oh my God, am I going to get back in this side because they're winning every week? We should have that competition. Obviously, you know, Neves would get back in the side. He's our best player, but, you know, we, we don't want players feeling secure at the back. We've got remain size. Shouldn't be an automatic, I come back, you know, just when I'm fit. And, and I, I disagreed with him going back after the AFCON. And, and I think he struggled after that. I don't um, think he's been quite on it since the AFCON. As there's a few people that said that. And it's an interesting one that you say, Manny, about Fabio. I th- I, I, am I right in assuming that Raul's suspended for Newcastle anyway? Is it too much for suspension? Too much, too much suspension. I pretty much thought he wouldn't have played against Villa anyway. Yeah. Raul, because of, you know, Mexico, they play at such a stupid time because of the time zone. He wouldn't yeah. have been back till Friday yes, morning. Good point, good point. And he probably would have been benched anyway, even if he was fit. So he's really only missing one game for me, which is Newcastle. And right here, right now, you don't want Raul playing Newcastle. You want Fabio to go again. You want to say to the guy, give him encouragement as a 19-year-old kid. You were good. Let's see if you can do it at Newcastle away. Let's see what you well, can do. Well, if he does, do it at Newcastle away, uh, Manny. And then the next match after that, yeah. would you stick with him for the following match? Of course you do. For me, if you've got the shirt and you play well, you should play. And he's yeah. not injured. He doesn't need protecting. Um, I think he needs a run. You know, give him the run. We're coming to the part of the season, you know, there's only a few matches left. And it's a pretty much uh, where fans might not like, we're pretty much the outsiders of the eight, you know, in terms of pushing. We're on their coattails, so, aren't we? Yeah, we're on the coattails because we keep winning and they keep winning. And so we're still sort of chasing. Um, uh, and the Leeds result was such a, a big. If big, we'd have um, got the. Got even, yeah, I know, mate, just everything can change. Everything can change in a, in, a, in a week. Everything can change. But I think we've got a bit of a, almost like a, a free go. Let's, let's, you know, let's go for it. And these lads, Trinko. Suddenly, he's got a burst of confidence after his first goal. You can see that in his play. And um, uh, he to be was honest, really effective. Manny, we, we, uh, just before we get on to your performance, right? Trinkai was magnificent against Leeds. The, the best performance I've seen of him. Um, yeah. And again, he had a good he had a good game. And then you've seen every time Fabio puts on the, on the shirt, his improvement as well. Johnny's come back into the side. He, he showed the strikers how to hit a ball. And he just buried it, didn't he, that goal? He did. He's got that knack, and we we had that goal scoring fall backs, didn't we, in the Nuno era, and we lost that a little bit. So him coming back and scoring a couple of goals is really important. Like the, the forwards to obviously score more, but um, since the turn of the year, we're the third highest scorers in the Premier League. You know, there's only Tottenham and Liverpool. We've scored more than Man City since the turn of the year. So we've actually solved a little bit of it, you know, which was our biggest problem. And the key for me is. Um, you know, the little man, Pedence, our little Eden Hazard, you know, he causes so many issues. He gives the ball away occasionally, but he causes so many issues. I can't handle him. I'd and, rather, um, I'd, to be honest, mate, I'd rather him um, give the ball away having a go than just passing it back. It's like he doesn't, tend to try, he doesn't do like what Triori used to do, is try and dribble it from 
in the four, in our third and then lose the ball and they're in. He does we lose played, the ball and we, leaves we it played, We played 34 games uh, in Cup and League. When Pedence has been on the pitch, in only 18 of them he started. He hasn't started 16. In those 18, we scored 31. In the other 16, we've scored 11. Wow, you that's know. a great so, stat, that is. Nearly three times the amount of, amount of goals. Um, basically, we're doubling the output. If, even if it's just do it on Premier League and take the 4-0 Forest and the 3-0 Sheffield United games out of the way, we double our goal output when Pedence is on the pitch. He makes things happen. He sets goals up and he's got a goal in him. So, uh, And I think he plays better with um, Trinko and Silva. They just seem to have this like... Uh, like a telepathic friendship between each other, and they sort of intertwine and seamless. And, and, and they, they really switch well. positions as well, don't they? What's yeah, your performance rating to finish off on, Manny? Performance, I thought you know it was really, really comfortable win, regardless of the last five minutes. And uh, you know, harem scare. It was a really comfortable two nil. Should have been three. And further on, yes, they had chances and so I made saves, but you expect that. So performance, I'll give it, you know, seven and a half, eight out of ten, personally. Yeah. Fantastic. And just to, to finish off on again, just remind everyone, Samosa Saturday 14, what time you set up. Obviously, yeah. I'll, I'll be there helping if you if you want me to again as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys you'll be there, and there's lots and lots of fans who've, you know, have been volunteering for a long, long time and, and they're all coming out again. So, you know, eleven o'clock we start, start early because there's lots of fans actually who don't go to the, the game and and they just want to be there before they get to work or you know, there's stewards who go to work at Molyneux who come up to get samosas. There's staff who come up to get samosas. So they like to get them early. So we start at about 11 o'clock and we'll go all the way up to kick off. And um, hopefully everybody gets the right to eat. Hopefully there's a bit of sun out because the weather's been absolutely terrible. We're getting the, we're getting the rain out and the wind out and the yeah, cold out of the way now. Hopefully, ready hopefully, yeah. We can sort of, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a samosa Saturday wearing t shirts instead of coats. But Mate, I'll tell you one little wish. One little wish. Yeah. Yeah. We did a Samosa Saturday against Brighton just before the lockdown. Yeah, it was did. the most yeah. boring nil-nil draw you're ever going to see. <laughs> Hope we can it beat was. some this time. Yeah, we, we we beat them away from home, didn't we? And and Brighton, you know, have been a bit of a, a bogey side at home. But, um, uh, you know, Wolves, you have to believe in your team. I think when you go into life and football, on and off the pitch with a real positive front foot attitude we had Neves out and roll out but don't be negative it's nil nil the the, goal, the game starts nil bloody nil and we can win we can pretty much give any side a game on our day and we've got players in reserve we've seen who can perform so be positive about your club and yes there's lots of links about will he stay will he go this that the other you know that's life players come and go just support the team in the moment make the most of these days we're having with this wonderful club and um, who knows where the season will end. Your score prediction for um, for Newcastle, if you got one? Newcastle, you know, I'm going to say that they conceded five, so they're probably sure up, but I'll, I'll go for a 1-0 win. Take that, mate. Thanks ever yeah. so much, mate. Um, as always, love having you to come on. Uh, people yeah. love you coming on and uh, look forward to raising a lot more money for Dementia UK on Samosa. Saturday, no 14, yeah. 30th of April, is it not? Um, yeah, 30th of April. Mate. Against Brighton. Top Thank man. you very much, everybody. Cheers. Have a good evening. Absolutely brilliant. Always great to have Manny on. Uh, and I say, heads up on uh, on 
on Samosa Saturday 14. Uh, look out for us all there and hopefully can raise a lot of money. You can come and try the samosas. They're lovely and uh, make any donation that you would like. We're going to bring on now Lucy. Oh. <laughs> for your, you, made your, you made your debut and you come back for some more. I am. I'm back. And we've got 100 watching live in the thing. So everyone say hi to Lucy. Fantastic. Mate, um, I, I, I'm not surprised. And smash a like on that on the video as well. Let YouTube know you, you're enjoying it. Lucy, how are you feeling after that weekend? Dave, I haven't come back down from heaven yet. <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? Absolutely fantastic. From start to finish, I enjoyed that game. It was just you know, was... My, my sensational stammer, father in law. He, uh, he said himself, I really enjoyed that game. That's <laughs> what <laughs> he said at the end. I think, oh. it, I mean, I know we should have won. I mean, it was 2 1. That flattered Villa, I think. I know they had a few good shots in, in the second half. Jose saw, you know, how he's Portugal's number four keeper. I have no idea at all because. He, his shot stopping is fantastic, the way he commands his area. I think he felt a bit bad about the penalty, but to be fair, I can't blame him for the penalty because I've watched it back and yeah. it, to me it looks as if he's ran into him. And yeah. I don't know what, what VAR is doing and, and, and allowing that penalty. He nearly managed to miss it anyway, didn't he? He missed two chances, hadn't he, Mings? England yeah. striker. Uh, not Mings, it's... Um, what's his oh, name? Not well, Mings. Well, Watkins, that's it. And then he managed he hit it off the inside of the post. And of course, they had that late chance, didn't they? Yes. I saw yeah. that come across, Lucy. Yeah. I saw him free. Uh -huh. And Jose saw made himself big again and he deflected it wide. If that had gone in, I'd have been I'd have been crying. Honestly, I think Sar's presence puts players off, you know. Because he's very like bouncy, he's like a big child. And that puts it's like it seems to put them off. They're like, oh, I don't know whether to go for this again. Yeah, you know, I, I just I think he's fantastic. I think great personality, fantastic keeper. The lad just you can see the passion he's got for it as well, and for for the club, he he just loves it here, doesn't he? Oh, he does, and I've just I've seen that Marcel's put out on his Instagram story. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> And, that's, and that says everything that you need to know about Jose Sarr. It's great to have these characters in the dressing room, though, isn't it? Yeah, the way he grabs the other two players and gives them a hug, you know, just the bonding is fantastic between our players. I love to see you. It's like when um, Cody picked up um, Fabio at the end as well. Oh, my God. I was trying to get down the step, the steps on the, in the steeple. I nearly fell really great. It was lovely. And that's what that's what the the, the team, a, a proper team, is all about. Tony Bernardo has has come on here, number four. He says neither can I, Dave. He's Portuguese, and he can't believe that Jose Sars number four as well. They call it politics. There must be some re interesting reason why he, why he is because his his European stats across the whole of Europe is statistically one of the top three or four keepers in the whole of yeah. Europe with stats, which is crazy. Were you, you know, apprehensive before the game, Lucy? I was I was, I was extremely nervous, to be honest, because Villa can play a damn good game of football when you watch them. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, I think not having Raul 
and not having Nevis, I think it put the pressure on our lads to think, can we do this? Let's give it, you know, let's give it a really good go for the fans. And the noise that we were making helped them. It really did. I mean, you couldn't hear the Villa fans. Blind me, I've never heard anything like there was, there was nothing coming from it at all, was there? The Villa fans, even when they scored. Well, well they, they had a go at they had a go at the bin. Do you know what my favourite chant is when we got the villa? I bet you can know what it is. I love that one, I do. Oh, I just love it when we do that. It's just it always makes me chuckle. That does. It makes me chuckle. And it's echoing round the Molyneux. It's brilliant. It's just so funny, isn't it? And you know, we've done the double over them. Yes. Statistically, interestingly enough, only twice in the last the previous thirteen games has a home side won that won the game. There's a it's a weird stat. So uh, to do the double was pretty um, nice, especially after we were two 0 down and we ended up winning. Um, we ended up winning what was it five three on aggregate after being two 0 down on the first three. That's fantastic. Yeah. Who impressed you then? All of it. There wasn't one player that. Um... You know, didn't have a, a, you know, had a bad game. That they all had a fantastic game. My, I don't think anybody's actually mentioned him yet from the people that I've spoken to. But Den Donker, yeah, good Den call. Donker, he's my man of the match. He he absolutely killed it. They didn't know what to do with themselves when he got the ball. He was in perfect positions all the time. Um. You could see the passion he had for the game as well. You know, he, he was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant all around the pitch. I was dead in midfield. To be honest, Dendonk has got a bit of a language style about him in terms of how he thinks, and he obviously he's got that running style. And he, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he does. He, okay, he had a he had a fantastic chance to score, didn't he? When he yeah. went through, and it, I, I, is he right footed or left footed? Because it was he hit it on his left foot and he skewed it wide. But yeah. he does a lot of the dirty work, the donkey work in midfield. And yeah. A lot, a lot of the in terms of closing the gaps down, in terms of tidying things up, and he was very, very. I think it's a good point. He does get coming for a lot of criticism, but he, he isn't in the Belgium squad, which are the number one ranked country. In the world and gets exactly. to play beyond, you know, if De Bruyne's out, then Donker's in. Yeah. So he, he wouldn't, be, he, he literally wouldn't be there if he wasn't rub, if he was crap. He exactly. just has a bit of a language style about him, and he, he people expect him to do a little bit more. So it's, he's your man of the match, is he? What about your performance oh. rating? Nine. You're giving Not, it a nine. I'm giving it a nine, Dave, because the the positivity between the players and the way that they kept going forward, I haven't seen that for a long time. I haven't seen that for... They, they just didn't stop. I mean, Trincao and, and the boys up front were superb. They really were. They just didn't stop. As soon as they got the ball, it was right, who's going first? You go first. I'll run it a bit. Pass it over. It was, no, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was very, very fluid. Stinky Layton. Before I come back onto that, says who was your man of the match day? Stinky Layton. You need to make sure you subscribe to the channel and put the notifications on because if you watch the uh, instant fan reaction off the after the game, straight after the game, 
you'd know the answer to that, but I will give it to you at the end of the uh, at the okay. end of this video as well. They had a very fluid style, didn't they? You know, yeah. they were interlinking with each other. I mean, the, there was a step overs, you know, you know, letting oh. the ball run through. There was interlinking. There was inside passes. You know, they, they just like Manny said, they seem to have an understanding with each other. Yeah, it's it's like they knew, they reminded me very much of Jota and Jimenez, Fabs and Trinko did very yeah. much. So they knew where each other were going to be, and it, it just worked. I mean, them stepovers from Trinko, blow my neck. I didn't know where he, to look. Was beautiful. <laughs> Drink out just like a, a step over. And, you know, I'm going to be interesting to hear what uh, Jason, when he comes on, because we've got Wolves Premier coming on uh, in a bit, and uh, we've got a new debutant and Jack, uh, many from Adventures, on, on their opinions on Trink out, because he, £25 million, we haven't seen, we've seen a, flashes of mm. uh, in the middle. He likes his step over for his end product. And it seems a little bit in the last two games, it's kind of like, I don't know whether it's a tomato type of thing because he got stick, Whether he may be settling in a bit more, uh, he looks a he looks like he's understanding his role a lot better. And whether yeah. that's to do with the coaching or I think um, one of the things that uh, we put out on the uh, the Always Wolves on social, Emma put out one of the things that Bruno said that sometimes he has to be a bit mean to the players, like he was with Samate, to 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 get you know get into them to say look. And maybe that's happening. Jury's still out on them, but I think the I don't know what you think about about the twenty five million price pack. Still seems a little bit steep for me. I don't know. I don't know. Look at Fabio. He he's coming into his own now, and everybody's yeah. going. Oh, there's that thirty five million pound player. Yeah. You know, Trinko's coming up there. No, certainly wouldn't. Um, he's got seven mock. games, isn't he? If he can see, he's certainly got ability. He's Very certainly got ability. He's got talent. We've seen that shot that he um, that he did the other week when he hit the inside of the post from like thirty-five oh. yards and stuff oh. like that. And the goals he scored. He did have a chance, um, did he not? In the first half, when he was, he probably should have taken it earlier. And they got back. You know, when we we're tuning up, that would have buried the game. And that yeah. was the thing for me that was missing from the performance. Yeah, is killing the game off. Bruno's talked about this. We were tuning up against Leeds. We had chances to kill the game off, to get the third goal. It's difficult yeah. to come back from three goals down to win. Yeah. And we never took it. And we nearly paid for it again against Villa. You know, 2-0, I know people say it's a dangerous scoreline, isn't it? You saw it when Leeds got back one that one back and then we saw it all over. We saw it when Wolves played Villa early in the season and, <laughs> yeah, that was special one, and then they just basically panicked, and we we got the goal. Uh, we were destined to win that. You get the yeah. third goal. I mean, I know Wolves came back from against Leicester twice. Um, from from I mean, I remember that famous game years ago. It was half time, three nil. After about twenty five percent of the stadium left, and we won four three. But it's difficult, and that's the big thing I think he's looking for. We're certainly scoring more goals. Yeah, uh, Lucy. Final thoughts from you. Looking ahead to Newcastle, how are you feeling about that? Confident. I'm confident. Are you at that game? Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm at work. You don't miss many, though, do you? No, I don't. No, I yeah. do. I do like me football. <laughs> I do like following me babies. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. I, I think. Uh, and you're going for the win. What's your score prediction? 
2-0 to the Wonders. And who's scoring them goals? Fabio. Fabio, Fabio, baby, yeah. Fabio. I hope he does. Yeah. That famous um, bully, Newcastle away, all them years ago when they went up on the plane and stuff. He can make a name for himself. He can score score another hat-trick. That would be nice. Keep the faith that Fabio's going to score at some point and why not at Newcastle? Why not? <laughs> Lucy, thanks. It's great that you decided to come on. It's really, you know, we'd like to get more female fans on the channel because you guys are just as passionate, you know, your stuff, you know, it's it's important to get female fans coming on, expressing their opinions and you do it so well, Lucy, and people love oh. having you come on. So thank you for coming back on. No, thank you for having me, Dave. I absolutely love it now. You can't get rid of me. I <laughs> <laughs> love it, Lucy. Brilliant. All right. All right. We put your nomination into the people's vote. We've got a vote for Fabio and a vote for Dendonka. So uh, <laughs> the final votes will come at the end. Cheers, Lucy. Cheers, sweetie. Take care. Bye, everyone. That's Lucy. People love getting Lucy on uh, now. And we have, we've now got a debutant. We've got a debutant. This is a top man. I met him a couple of times. Um, has an interesting... Uh, some interesting stories that we can hopefully get him on more often and share. But he's making his debut. Andrew, Andrew Pierce, welcome. Hi, how are you? Okay, mate. It's so so good to have you on the uh, of the channel. And um, what's your dog's name? He looks beautiful. It's Milo. Yeah, he's uh, been listening to you, and yeah, he's kept awake all through the interview, so he's quite enjoyed it all. Fantastic. So people will be very intrigued because it's your debut, yes. uh, Andrew. To get, you've got a little, quite some interesting background in your association with Wolves, haven't you? Um, so if you want to tell people a little bit more about that, how long you've been a Wolves supporter and uh, and what sort of thing you've been doing for Wolves over the years? Well, I started dealing with Wolves probably in about 93, 94, um, when they started opening the club shops. I was a surveyor then. And yeah. Then Rachel Hayo Flint, she started getting me involved with moving players. So over the last 24 years, I've moved and housed a lot of managers and players and staff. And um, up until sort of a year, 18 months ago, housed most of the staff. So, so yeah, it was uh, and it was quite interesting going back on Saturday because there was Johan Lang there, who was Slovakian's number two. He's the chief executive, as you know, at Villa now. Yeah. So, um, obviously, things have changed a lot at Wolves since he was there last. So he left rather grumpy <laughs> after uh, <laughs> his team lose, as they all did. But uh, but yeah, there was quite a few old faces there. I mentioned to you earlier, George Friend was there as well. I'm sure you'll remember him. Yeah. Um, he's, cap um, he's at Blues now, so he was there with a, an FA assessor and catching up. I think. Tell everyone who you were sitting with watching the uh, game. I was sitting with some of the the Portuguese guys. So um, um, there was uh, Daniel's physio and Fabio's um, sort of assistants, as it were, and um, Markel and um, Louise's sort of advisor. So yeah, it was uh, quite challenging in terms of the uh, linguistic side of it all, but. Uh... <laughs> But it was enjoyable to watch the game with them and they were all waving the Portuguese flag. So it was a good good day. Yeah, it was a good game. 
very much. Before I'll get on to a bit more of it. I just want to say a big thank you to Wolves F1 for the £5 donation to the channel. That's really appreciated. It helps us keep buying the software to be uh, producing these shows. So thank you very much. Um, really appreciate Now, Andrew, you when you say you help people move, you literally do house and find homes for the Wolves players, don't you? Yeah. That's what, you, that's um, what you're doing. Well, so so my... tell everyone who you've had, some uh, players that you've housed. Um, gosh, there's been so many over the years. Um, going back, I'm just thinking who were some of the first ones. Um, I mean, when I opened my office, it was Kevin Muscat, Robbie Keane, um, Carl Robinson, that sort of era. Yeah, that's when you started out, yeah? Yeah, so when Mark McGee and Colin Lee came over, they were sort of the first influx of players and managers that I dealt with. And then, obviously, over the years, there's been countless different players and a lot of them have moved on. A lot of them you lose contact with, some of them you keep in touch with, you know. And the present squad? Yeah, I think the last year apart, um, as I say, I sold, sold the company last year. So last year, I haven't really been involved. But prior to that, the majority of um, from all the last big transfer windows. So Raul, Neves? Yeah, yeah. So Martinho? Yeah, yeah. So um, it was good to see them all on Saturday because that was actually the first game, home game I've been to since last year. So it was really nice to go back and see a lot of old faces and feel welcome and uh, obviously see us win as well. So convinced. Well, it's a big part, isn't it, when a player moves, their home, their, where their family is, it's a big thing. Uh, and the Wolves obviously want to make sure that they're happy and they're settled. And you're a big part of that when they when they want to move or they're moving into the, you know, out of the hotel or and they're finding a home for the family. It's a big big commitment isn't it and you're a big part of making sure that they help them have been helping them settle yeah i mean this is a big big part of football and the unique thing with wolverhampton was all of a sudden when Fawson arrived there was a need for a lot bigger properties huge volume because obviously they spent a lot of money very quickly I think as a guy you had on before, Tim Nash was so busy with reporting that he signed, he signed that first transfer window. It was crazy. Yeah. Everyone was in the hotel, wanted to move in quickly. It was unprecedented, you know, to find suddenly houses, private and quality enough to rent or whatever for all these players. So, yeah, it was massively important to get them settled. Then, of course, the schooling, kids, dogs, cars, hairdressers, this, that, the other, you you know, they want to do everything. Where do you go to the cinema? Where do you go bowling? Where do you go here? It's sort of helping them settle in. Now, of course, there's a lot of them here, so they almost do it all in-house, you know. Yeah, because they can share their experiences because of the because uh, of that. Relax. When, when a new lad comes in, you know, they, they, they kind of like help. I mean, that's one of the success stories, isn't it, of Wolves yeah. with the team and Connor and Neves and all of those players in the dressing room I think Neves talked about it on, on his 200th appearance about like it's the best dressing room he's ever been involved in. And people, when they come in, they'll make them welcome. If they don't like their ideas, they're not, you know, they don't fit in and they're on the way. But generally, most of them fit in. You did bump into someone in the toilet, did you not, at the weekend that you've helped, you actually helped, have helped move a home and you knew them? Tell everyone yeah. who you bumped into, the, bumped into in the loose. 
Yeah, well, first time, I, I'm at that age where I go quite often. So the first time I went in, I saw uh, Gary McAllister, who was very unhappy. And then yeah. I went again and uh, Stephen Gerrard was in there. So I had a little chat and catch up with him. And uh, he was actually more cheerful than uh, McAllister. I think he'd been with um, his mate, John Bishop. He was there watching. So I think he perhaps cracked a few jokes. And uh, John Bishop was there, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think he admitted that villagers didn't turn up did they and, and the way we started we just absolutely didn't give them a chance we were straight at them um and they never got out the blocks did they so uh so yeah it was interesting seeing him and catching up and uh yeah he was uh as i say quite mcmanus in defeat you know and there's what what else can you say it was a very one-sided game and unfortunately the way the referee handled it it was unnecessarily tense at the end yeah. uh we should have been four or five away, really, but he lost control of it. And I think that was a bit of a problem as well, because you've got refs like that. It causes so much problem with crowds as well. I mean, there was so much trouble on the trains going back to Birmingham. Some of the, the Villa fans were telling me, you know, the trains were stopped. People getting out of the carriages, walking back to Sandwell. It, it just creates those bad elements get round up. And I think the... What was his name? I've got it, the team shirt here. Darren England. I mean, they need to look at refs like that because it ruins a derby. You I know. mean, yeah, it was, he seemed to lose control, to be honest. There was one incident, I don't know whether it's the first half or second half, um, one of the Wolves players was pulled back by the arm, literally dragged back. He gave, didn't give a card. And then literally two or three minutes later, Wolves player did a similar thing, not by the arm, just by the shirt. Mm. And he booked it. And yeah. it's like, why did you not book the Villa player for the yeah. same work for something that was actually pulled him back by the arm? It was the worst referee I've seen for a long time. I remember a game with Uriah Rennie. I don't know if we call this years ago. Yeah, Uriah Rennie. Oh, he was terrible in this one game. And he they were waiting, the fans were waiting outside for Billy Wright for him to come out. So they had to bring a car in the corner by the north bank, down by the dugouts, and sneak him out the back way. And uh, I think that, that apart, this is probably one of the worst refereeing performances I've ever seen. So, yeah. But thankfully, he didn't ruin the game. Just made it unnecessarily tense. In that I've got to tell you what, that's the best thing he did all day when he blew the whistle at the end. Uh, yeah. Merv Bennett, who's one of my members, uh, wants to know, who's the signature on the England shirt behind you, pal? Oh, it's Beckham, that one is. Dave Beckham? Yeah. yeah. Now, did he, did he sign that to you? Or yeah, did he just... That one is. So, can, can I we get a close look at that? Pardon? Can we get a closer look? Yeah. Live TV. A bit closer. Oh well, look at that. No. No wonder yeah. you've got that frame. Where Where did you get that sign, mate? Um, it came through a physio um, who dealt with him. So, um, sort of a mutual mutual friend, as it were. So. Uh, Unfortunately, I haven't ever dealt with him in professional capacity, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all my walls memorabilia. I keep upstairs in um, got sort of a not not anything like Steve Planscott, but a quite a nice little museum of things. So uh, right, that's nice to get these things over. Well, the to be honest, with all the players that you've got, you know, I would hope that you would have a bit of memorabilia and stuff yeah, like all the players you've helped. Yeah, I've managed to get quite a few over the year. I did give a quite a, a lot away. Um, different things and unfortunately I gave a few to charity last year um, which I don't mind airing on here in case anyone else gets took in by it it was a, a guy who got in touch and it was for children's disability sent me all these pictures of kids on the frames 
saying I had no money for it all. And I thought, what a great cause. Sent him some shirts that players had signed, match-worn shirts. And then um, he eBayed them all. And um, I forget what it was called now, but uh, just you have to be so careful. You know, I mean, this could have raised a lot of money for genuine causes. So, uh, so yes, I've given quite a bit away, but I've kept a few from over the years, all sorts of... Well, that, that's really nice that you've done that, and it's really sad that someone has taken that on the pretense of being for a, a good cause, which would be, be a fantastic cause, and then have gone and tried to make money out yeah. of your generosity. I mean, we've, you know, we've got someone coming on here very soon, uh, Jason Guy, yeah. who you will know. Yes, um, we've met well, yeah. at, we, we met at one of Jason's functions, not uh, not did, yeah. which one we went to a couple that did in December. Um, and, um, was it the Robbie Keane one? I think it might have been the Robbie Keane one. Right. We were having a proper natter, and obviously raises a lot of money for some good causes and stuff yeah. like that. And to think that someone would literally write to you premeditated yeah. to appeal to your nature. And you've donated them, and then they've literally put them on eBay and sold them for their own. That's just awful. That is, mate. Well, I... Back onto the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, what was your uh, performance rating? Um, I would give it eight out of ten. Yeah, eight <laughs> out of ten. And who are you going to be as your uh, man, man of the match? I was deliberating between Fabio and um, Leander. Um, but I think the way Villa had set up, I thought it was going to be, when I saw the team sheets, I thought it was going to be a hard game for us. But I thought Joe and Leander just ran the midfield. And I just thought Leander edged it. Um, Fabio, you were going to go with Leander Dendonka? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa, I love it. Yeah. Two votes for the donk. Yeah. Mate. Well. Two votes for... think... Sorry, go on. Yeah, two votes for Carry on. I think the thing is, I mean, so many players play great. Johnny played well, Marcel, but I think we're going to see now so many big performances because obviously the World Cup is fresh on everyone's mind and we've got so many players representing their countries. You know, and you look at players, Podance is brilliant. He's obviously trying to get in the squad. Neto, I think he obviously needs a pre-season to get fit, but he wants to get back in the Portugal squad. Got Johnny wants to get back involved. Um I mean, who else is there international there? Sayis. Samido's been playing fantastic. I mean, he's going to struggle to get back in the way Marcel, Ryan, Johnny are playing. So it's fantastic for the squad, all it's these what we, what we want. The wing-backs are so key to how we play. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's good to see Samido's kicked on. Eight Nori has really stepped up. He's, he, he, Vinegra was kind of there, but he never went moved forward. Whereas Eight Nori's a young lad has... Johnny's back. Marcel came in and did a great job. I mean, like that cross for the goal. Wow, what a cross that was. I mean, you look at Matty Cash, everyone's saying, oh, he's going to have a move, great, going work up. I think our full-backs are a lot better. All of them I'd take over him. I mean, he played well, but Johnny was fantastic. I mean, that finish, as you said earlier, it was striker's finish. Marcel's cross, it was brilliant, you know. Um, Fabio as well, I thought was great. I mean, obviously when he signed, there was rumours that we could have signed Watkins and went for Fabio. And last year, year or two, you'd have thought, God, I wish we'd have had Watkins. But I thought second half Watkins was okay, but Fabio was a much bigger threat throughout the game. You know, he was. Yeah, he's, brilliant, he's brilliant. To, 
to see why that they believe in him so much. Yeah. Um, before we go, you did uh, speak to Ruben Neves after the game, did you not? Yeah, yeah, he was. I'm uh... sure everyone will be interested to hear what he had to say and how he was, uh, you know, in terms of his injury. I'm sure you must have asked him. Yeah, well, I didn't actually ask him, but the George, who I introduced him to, George Friend, and one of the doctors there, he used to work with George for chatting, and uh, we were having a joint conversation, and everything's going well, they were saying. He's all on track. Um, so, all looks very positive. And then we, we went up the stairs, and obviously, being a couple of decades younger than me, he was a lot quicker than me up the stairs. So, hopefully, he'll be back very soon. And uh, everything's... Well, if he's running up the stairs, that's a good sign, isn't it? Well... It was, it, was, it was probably a, more of a fast walk, but uh, he showed no signs of any problems. And, uh, yeah, they were chatting that everything's on target with his rehabilitation. So that's great news because I thought at times we missed him perhaps to control the game. But, you know, we did fantastically well. And he's been probably the player of the season, I think, for me this year. So It's going to be, uh, it, yeah, because that'll be cool. Do you know if there's going to be... Um... If there's a Telford thing this year, if they're going to be putting it back on, have you heard anything no, on that? I don't know. I haven't heard. I mean, they were great nights, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, I used to really enjoy. I'll have to try and get on your table because you'll probably be a little bit further down the front than me. I'm always at the back. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll be invited anymore. I'm always at the back. <laughs> I've been very lucky before. I mean, I used to get invited by Watts House. So I used to go with, I went with Jackie Oatley and Matt Murray the once and, year before um, Diogo Jota drove me there, which is great. And I got a taxi Jota, back. Jota Bullet. drove you there? <laughs> yeah, Bully drove, got the taxi back with him. So it was a good night. Um, I definitely uh, need to be on your table then, mate. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll be invited on the, the big ones again. But uh, but yeah, I've really enjoyed them. I think the last one I went to were when Led Zeppelin were playing there. Remember Robert Plant opened with some music? Was that the last one they did? That was fantastic. I mean, that was um, brilliant yeah. to hear him singing live. You know, it was uh, it was a great show. So hopefully it'll be back on and fingers crossed. I'm just watching the match now. Palace are winning 2-0. You never know where we'll end up this season. So it could Mate, be a celebration. Right, at any given time, and Palace are, are playing really well at the moment. Andy, how's your, day, how's your day? Have you been all right? Yes, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting me on. I, I nearly missed it. The dog was chasing a hedgehog in the garden, so I had to go and get him in. So... Uh, so, sorry if I'm out of breath. And thank you, Manny, for the heads up on the dress code, what to wear as well. So, uh, <laughs> we've got matching uniforms on. So, uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. And um, hopefully you can invite me back on and uh, right. we'll a game it's, of tennis it's soon. It's been brilliant having you on. Uh, and uh, I know we're going to meet up for a game of tennis, aren't we, soon as well, which I look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm down for that, mate. I, I love my tennis, I do. So, we'll, we'll have a game of tennis. And uh, hopefully you can come back on. Are you going to Newcastle away or not? That one? No, I was planning to, but I'm going away on holiday um, the day after, so it's all going to be a bit tight. But uh, have you I'll got watch... a score prediction for uh, Newcastle? Um, two one. I think Fabio will get a goal. His confidence is up, so uh, yeah, I can see us winning two one. Hopefully, fantastic, mate. Well, hopefully we get the two one. And where where are you off to on your holiday? Anywhere nice? Um, Ibiza. You're not going clubbing, are you? No, no, I'm going with my daughter. Are you not? No, just the two of us are going. She might go off, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be nice. Just a, a short break, so hopefully the weather will be good and uh, we'll catch up for that game of tennis when I'm back. Yeah, let me know when you come because uh, when we get back, hopefully the weather's turned and then we'll get uh, we'll get on the tennis court and have a game. That'd be fantastic, mate. Look forward to that. And thanks for coming on. And um, obviously, 
when you're back, we'll get you back on. Yeah, lovely. Thanks ever so much for inviting me on and uh, I'll enjoy watching the rest of it. Fantastic. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. And the answer to a Stinky's question is, of course, I'm going to Newcastle away, mate. Absolutely. And looking forward to it as well. Next up, uh, friend of the show, Glad he's now moved back into his new home. Looking very smart. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Jason? I'm very well. Very well, Dave. How are you? Oh, mate, I think everyone's in a good mood, isn't it, at the moment? I mean, when you beat uh, the villains and you play so well, uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Loving your uh, your, your Wolves crest back on the back, backdrop there. Yeah, this is where um, I'm obviously recording the podcast from. Uh, did the first one last week since before Christmas, Derek Jefferson, who was a player for the Wolves in the 70s. Um, and we're releasing James Spray this week. So we did a podcast with him. So two very different eras, but two very different stories. Nick, I see you've got the A-listers out tonight, Andy Pearce. Yeah. Um, I just hope he was wearing some steel toe caps because he dropped some serious names then. I know, he did, didn't he? I mean, he said, you know, we, you know, it's great to have you guys uh, come on because it gives uh, it's so much personality to the uh, to the thing. And obviously, uh, you do a lot for charity, and you you obviously the Walk Wish podcast we all love. Uh, seeing who you're going to get on next all the time. So you've got some great episodes there. Um, and uh, it's fantastic now you can get people back in the studio and doing it that way, isn't it? Yes, it is, yes. Uh, and a couple I've got lined up recently are John Paskin, who was obviously a forward in the 90s behind yeah. Bully and Muchie. Um, we've also got Addy Akinbae lined up. Oh, um, that'd be a good one. I spoke to Addy and he's very keen and he actually says he listens to the podcast. I thought that was incredible. Um, and also, courtesy of Andy Pierce, Brian Law. So Brian Law is going to be on. He's going to be telling us all about the bus story. So, and Andy Pierce got me that uh, contact. So, big thanks to Andy for that. So, yeah, we've got some big names lined up. It's top, 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 mate. And where were you sitting uh, at the weekend at your usual seat? Are you in the yes. WV1? Yeah, I was in WV1. Funny, well, funny story, really. Um, I don't actually sit in my seat. I've had a ticket in WV1 for five seasons and Dave, I've only sat in my seat once because, for those that don't know, I'm six foot five and... I must admit, the first time I met you, because we talked so a lot, I think it was at the football thing and I thought, bloody yeah, you you are a big lad and I'm like, you're so tall. And I was like, because obviously you, when you're sitting here talking, you don't actually realise that you're, you're about six five, something like I, that. Yeah, I am a big unit and I can't get in my seat. So my seat is literally, it's, listen, when Steve Morgan built the North Bank, he wanted to cram as many people in as he could. Um, so it's so, so tight and it wasn't fair on the people next to me. I'm sitting sideways like I'm on some easy jet flight. So I have to stand up now throughout the game at the back behind the disabled section. So I've got a great view and I can get in and out of the toilet easily without upsetting people. So, yeah, really pleased. Oh, mate, absolutely fantastic, that is. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we're still waiting on the, uh, the, the the season ticket renewals for next year and whether they're holding the prices and everything, aren't we? Listen, I've, I'm quite disappointed, really, because I'm in WV1 and um, what you get for the money in WV1 is poor, and I mean very poor. Um, and if I don't renew my WV1 ticket and stay in corporate... I'm going to have to go back on the waiting list for a season ticket. 
Is so, that what you can't just move your seat? No. So I have been, um, I've been a season ticket holder at the club now for 25 years. Um, and the past probably eight years I've been corporate. So before that, I had a season ticket in the top of the Steve Ball, the North Bank for several years, the, the, the Billy Wright. And, and then I went corporate. Um, and now I've been told if I don't renew my corporate ticket, I have to go back on the waiting list. But listen, that's, if that's that, the way that's it is. Fair. That because like Emma last year, she like was sit, got a ticket, but she, there was around in the same section, but was round about six rows in front. And then there's a there's always a window when some people don't renew, and you can yeah. move your seat. And like now she sits directly behind me. I managed to move a seat in that one day window because the seat come up and it was I had a chance it was right behind us. So in the row straight behind you, see her on the. You sometimes see her on the uh, on the on the vlogs, and I would have thought that would still count for the likes of you. If you even though you may not want to be in WV one, you just what might want you know a yeah. seat like everyone else. You should yeah, anyway. surely be able to move your seat in that same window if you want. Well, to. I'd, I'd I'd hope so, but that's not what I was told. Um, my mate's got a box in the billy right, so at the minute, every time I see him, I buy him a pint. Just in case yeah. he fit me in there next year, but I'm probably going to renew. But I've got two young kids now, and it's going to get to the stage at some point where, because I'm forcing wolves down their throats, they're going to want to come to the match. So I'll have to give up WV1 and uh, yeah, get get back in the North Bank or the South Bank, wherever. And uh, yeah, show them what it's all about. Absolutely, mate, and congratulations as well, Jason, on the on the uh, to you and your your lovely wife on the birth of your second child, uh, young you. lad that you've had. Got a boy and a girl now, yeah? Yes, I've got a little boy, a little girl, Olivia, 18 months, and I've got my son, Jonas, who's five weeks. And I don't know if you can see the bags under my eyes. But <laughs> flipping it, he's relentless. And I'll tell you what, we need him in the South Bank. because he, He's got you can a right see, set. You can, he, he, he's got a voice on him. He's got a right set of lungs on him, Dave. And I think he gets them from me. <laughs> oh, my own Absolutely. I've seen some of the pictures that you put on Instagram and stuff like that. It's... Absolutely fantastic, mate. On to the game. Yeah. Were you apprehensive before or fairly confident? Yeah, I was apprehensive. I think um, just talking about Aston Villa in particular, I thought when they sat Dean Smith, I thought it was a little bit unfair on Dean because he'd done a good job there. And Stephen Gerrard, yes, he's also done a very good job at Rangers, but there's only two clubs in Scotland, really. But he has come to Villa, and he has made a difference. And yeah, I was apprehensive. It's a derby. Stephen Gerrard knows what derbies are all about. But it's been very... I've seen on social media, if you, oh, listen, you know, these foreign players don't know what a derby's all about. And to be honest, I think they do. And you, you've seen the passion. One player I thought was magnificent, and I do want to expand on it, is Leander Dendonka. I thought he had... Wow. Is he going to be your man of the match as well? 100%. 100%. Now, for me... He's had to step in a role that Ruben Neves was doing, which is probably a bit not too dissimilar to the role he's been playing, but he had some big shoes to fill. And you know what? For, for me, in my opinion, that was his best game in the Wolf shirt. Den Donker does a lot of work off the ball, and sometimes he doesn't get noticed. He's not yeah. rasping around from 30 yards. He's not doing little tricks and flicks like Matinho, you know, or breaking up the play as such. But he does do a lot of work off the ball. And listen, he's a young lad. He's got nearly 30 caps for Belgium. So... We know he's a player. And sometimes he does struggle to shine with these players around him. But I thought this was his best game in a Wolf shirt. I thought he controlled the play very well. Um, 
I just thought he was magnificent all over the pitch. And I put that on Twitter. And to be fair, I got a lot of support with it. I got a few idiots saying, oh, he was crap and all that. But, you know, you're going to get that. But I thought he had a very, very good game in, in, in his best game in a wall shirt. Well, mate, I agree with you. I mean, he he, he comes in for um, quite a bit of stick. And yeah, I think I've mentioned previously, like what you said, he does a lot that people don't really notice. He does a lot of the dirty work off the ball, you know. And I think it's a fair point that you, you say, because we did control the midfield. And whoever won the midfield yeah. was going to win that game. Yes. And Dendonka enabled Matinho to do what Matinho does. I mean... That got the second goal. The second goal, Matinho. He literally flicks it, chests it, knees it outside yeah. of his foot to, to Marcel, who whips yeah. in the cross. But Matinho is just like he's playing in a park. Yeah. It, Listen, Joe Matinho makes the game look very, very easy. And once again, some Wolves fans need a scapegoat, don't they? And Dendonka has been that in the past with Matinho two years ago his legs are gone then last season his legs are gone he had a bad game early this season his legs are gone now the same people are saying give him another two years whether we you know listen whether he stays or whether he doesn't we've been so fortunate to see that player who's got 150 odd caps or however many for Portugal we're so lucky oh yeah oh we're so lucky to have had him at the Wolves so if he's here till the end of the season or beyond I think we should just celebrate it for as long as we can Mate, absolutely. And and I think it's, uh, you know, Matinho can probably still keep going. I, th- I think he's one of the most well-paid on the club. He's, I think it's about 100000 a week or something like that. But then you have to remember, we only paid £5 million for him, which was unbelievable, really, if you think well, for the, the player that he is. If you think about it as well, Dave, he was living in Monaco. So, arguably, you could have said... He was 32 at the time. He's on the beach. And and listen, it was plausible that he was probably going to spend two or three years at Monaco, not play under too much pressure then, end his career in Portugal. But at that particular age as well, it was a big move to come into the Premier League and prove himself at the best league in the world um, for a team who were new to the Premier League like Wolves. And he, and he did it. Well, he absolutely did. And he's, he's part of the reason why Wolves are now an established Premier League club and still pushing for that European uh, place. Yeah. So, um, your performance rating, Jason? Listen, we should have had that game out of sight at half-time, really. Um, at 2-0, yes, we are controlling the game, but as soon as, you know, as soon as Villa are looking to score, we're, we're just having flashbacks of the Leeds game. And it doesn't matter how well we was playing, as soon as Villa score, all of a sudden you can be under a bit of pressure because you don't want to concede again. If we'd have scored three, it would have been out of sight. But performance rating, I've got to say, 8 out of 10. Um, like I said, at 2-0, we was controlling the game. No way was that a penalty, but I can't talk about refereeing decisions because it's you just get been... really, really upset and angry. Yeah, I think... I'm not normally one to moan at rest, but I think the last two games have been particularly bad. I think Raul Jimenez definitely wasn't ascending off against Leeds. And, you know, that wasn't a penalty. He um, ran into him. But according to a bottle hall, it's a stone wall. <laughs> well, what is abominable gonna abominable gonna say anything else but that? You yeah, know, Aston Vanilla, but Jason, yeah, you've got sorry, mate, you've got um, a little announcement to, to make about the all stars, yeah. Yes, um, I'm very fortunate to have been helping Melly's with the Wolves all stars for the past seven or eight years, and we've got our first tournament abroad. Uh, next, actually, 15th of April next week, we go out to Marbella and we're playing 
uh, round robin tournament. There's us and two other teams, me, us old boys, and a team called the Walking Dead, who I should probably be playing for. Mate, um, is that can I just rewind because I've just yeah. before this, I've just watched the latest episode of Walking Dead. And they literally, is that the actual name of the team? Are you serious? It, it is the name of the team. So it's Wolves All-Stars, it's the Mias Old Boys, and it's the Walking Dead. Um, and a few of the players have been joking in the group that they should be playing for them as well. But we're fortunate. We've I'd got love seven to see foot- their uh, strips, man. Uh, their, their strip, whether it's got blood and everything. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'll, I'll send you some pictures, Dave. But we've got um, Neil Edwards, Kevin Ashley, Colin Taylor, Jackie Gallagher, John Purdy. Paul Jones and one of the, which escapes me, we've got seven former, uh, Mickey Holmes, seven former Wolves players out there, over 200 appearances for the club. So, well, actually, I think it's nearly 300 appearances. So it's going to be um, a very, very good tournament, but I don't think we're entirely there for the football. Not well, mate, it sounds like you're going to have a, have an absolute whale of a time, mate. It sounds brilliant. And that, the weather's definitely got to be a lot better than it is here. Oh, 100%. And I think some of the players now, they're fair weather players. They don't like trudging around on the parks pitches of Wolverhampton on a Sunday morning. So, yeah, it's uh, fair weather for them. Oh, mate, that sounds fantastic. I look forward to it. You can tell us more about that uh, when you're back. So, you're going from the 15th to when? 15th to the 18th of April. So, it's a long weekend. Um, so, yeah, we're really, really looking forward to it. Uh, it was originally planned for just before COVID well, so two or three years ago, and we were due to play in Europa Point, which is uh, the Gibraltar National Stadium's, um, Gibraltar National Team Stadium. So I secured that, but then COVID got in the way and uh, it's had to be put back. So it's Marbella for now, but I think we're back in Gibraltar next year. That sounds absolutely, uh, absolutely brilliant. And is there any uh, more events that you've got caught, coming up later on in the year, mate? Well, I've got Jamie O'Hara on May the 6th, um, which he, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he sold out within 20 minutes because people do like a bit of grime. Yeah, sure no, no, that sounds like it'd be a really interesting one because it, it, that's, yeah, I saw you put it up and then 20 minutes later, all the tickets are gone. I, I couldn't believe it and uh, it just went so quickly. And I'm hoping, I did a dinner with Dean Saunders um, about four weeks ago and he said he'd do a dinner in Wolverhampton. Now, when Dean Saunders does a dinner, he specifically talks about his career, but I said, would you do something specifically on Walls where I do a Q&A with you? And he said he would. Now, I spoke to him for about an hour before we did uh, the dinner. And listen, it was absolute warts and all. He was probably telling me stuff he shouldn't have told me, um, which I can't repeat. But I, I, I hear him still on Talk Sport. Yeah. He's, he's a character, isn't he? Oh, he was telling me what players were on, what players were doing, what players were up to. Um, but I think if I do a dinner with him, I think he'll be an open book and, and say exactly the same. And to be fair, you know, listen, he wasn't the greatest Wolves manager in our history, but he's a character and he's actually a really good bloke. No, well, there's no doubt about that, mate. He was, I, I do remember that when he was announced, I was on a meal with my family and he was like Dean Saunders. It's a bit like when Zenga was announced, it was like, okay, type well, of thing. One thing I did ask him, Dave, because there's a myth that he's Steve Morgan's mate. And I said, look, did you know Steve Morgan before? And he said, I can categorically say that I'd never met Steve Morgan before. Yes, I was introduced to him. And since I've been sacked, I've never spoke to Steve Morgan again. So he's certainly <laughs> not his mate. Definitely not his mate. I'm, I'm, I, that, I, that sounds brilliant. I'll have to make sure that one. I'm sad, yeah. damn sad I missed the, uh, the Jamie O'Hara one, but that's going to be an absolutely... Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that sold out in 20 minutes. It sounds like an absolute... Cork of that one as well. Is it going to be down at the usual place? 
yeah, at the usual haunt, the Mount Hotel, they're very good. And um, there was discounted rates on the meals, which means we can obviously raise more for charity. Um, and that night, we're probably looking to raise between three and five thousand pounds for three causes close to my heart, which is the one P three six Family Trust Breast Cancer now and the New Cross Neonatal Department. And um, I can't thank the people enough for all the support they're still giving us because you know it, it really does mean a lot. No, absolutely, mate. It's got, it sounds brilliant, and that's coming up on the the sixth of May, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Please come back on. Um, Anytime. Mate, I, 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 have you got a prediction for new? I'm not sure if you're going to Newcastle because you've got a young family or not. But have um, you got a prediction? Well, there's that many tickets flipping flying about on Twitter at the minute. I think we could all go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna get a one nil win. I mean, Newcastle didn't have a great result the weekend. Wolves are looking, you know, back in form. And I really, really, I haven't been his biggest fan, but I really hope Fabio Silva scores. And it's one of them. I think we're all willing him to score. He was really unlucky with that shot that went just over the bar. Um, and I am willing him to score because I think his confidence will grow and grow. As soon as that ball hits the back of the net again, I think his confidence will really grow. He's doing everything, but isn't he? You know, he's, he's doing everything. I mean, the uh, the first goal, he got blocked and then it fell to yeah. Johnny. That run that he made and the keeper tipped it over. You can see the quality. And if he gets yeah. the goal as well, that'll cap it off. And wouldn't it be great if you can score the winner against Newcastle? Mate, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, Jason. I no love problem. having you on. Um, I really, really do. I know you're not thank you you. on always, but thank you for coming on. I hope we'll get you on again very soon. Dave, keep up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate that, pal. Thank you very See you, much. Mate. See you later. That's Jason. He's always brilliant getting him on. It's a fantastic show tonight. Um, we've still got three guests left. We've got Jack, we've got Many Fun Adventures, and we've got friend of the show, regular podcast host, Mr. Paul Mansell, who I kind of got a special announcement to make when he comes on. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And now we've got Jack. Hey, Jack. Evening, Dave. Evening, everyone. Now, just before we get on to uh, your um, thing, I've just got to share something uh, because it's the latest prize from football prizes and this this week the links in the description below we've got a 2021 22 full squad signed shirt um if you want to get involved there's a maximum of i think 145 entries in the uh, thing below um and I think it's £3.90-something to enter, and they've put up this for, for this particular prize. It's a nice little prize, framed, authenticated, and delivered to your door if you want to get involved with that. Now, how do I take that off the screen? There you go. I always forget how to do that. I'm just... It's all new. Jack, how are you feeling? Great. I'm, it's such a, a nice feeling. We were saying, me and my friends earlier, when Wolves win... You just soak up everything. You read every report. You watch all the highlights. You watch match of the day, Saturday night and Sunday morning. You do it all. When we lose, I don't. I don't care about football for two weeks. I'm like, nah, not interested. All all I've done yesterday was like match reports, YouTube videos, highlight. Just so you just soak it and absorb it all in. Have you and watched my match vlog? I did. I did. Good yes. lad. Yes, it's a good I one, isn't it? It was a good. Yeah, it was great. And and you got some nice angle because. We seem to be scoring at the North Bank now. Mate, never I used can't to, believe it. All the goals are coming, down, or are coming down that our end. Yeah. It was 
for ages. We never saw a goal other than with, no. through the binoculars in the distance. And now we seem to be having a rut of them coming all down our end. Yeah, we're we, we, we out of the traps, aren't we? Now we're, we're scoring goals early in games, which is which is massive. And that's, I think that's a tactical thing as well, isn't it? We were always very sort of, we'll just ease our way into the game previously, and now it's like, let's go and attack, let's go and see what they've made of, put them under pressure. And I know actually, I, I thought to be fair, I thought Villa were really really poor, considering you know that we were you know not not at full strength with Ruben and Raul missing. I thought it was probably a good time to play us, wasn't it? And Villa just like I think Gerard said, they just didn't turn up. They they were really, really poor. But I think we we made them look like that by the pressure we put on them. I mean, I thought I thought the hunger and desire that, that Fabio and Pedence and Trinco showed, just chasing everything, lost causes, you know, 60-40s they were going in for and getting on top of. I thought that was probably what really set the tone for the whole performance, was just that we wanted it more than they did. And, and that was really good to see because that's something that, you know, in a derby game, as a supporter, that's what you ask for, isn't it? You know, you think, well, whatever happens, let's have a go. Let's put some tackles in. Let's show them that we're there to, to mean business and, and get involved. And that's exactly what we did. And I thought that really set the tone. And, and like we said, we got the early goal, which helped. But I mean, like like the other guys have said, half time it could have been three, four, couldn't it? And I don't think they could have complained at all. It was you know, like second the, half, half, second half. the first goal. I did, it was... It was like when we scored and then it was just wave after wave after wave of attack for about 15 minutes. And how we never scored a second one or a third one in that period, I don't know. And then obviously we got the uh, the goal, the own goal, brilliant own goal, off his head, underside of the bar, dropped it and just looped in. It was, the keeper was just like this. But it was the, the run from Trincao, the magic from Matinho. And the ball from Marcel, I mean, that was some ball into the... I mean, it was a perfect ball. It was almost undefendable. It was. And if you watch it back, it, it's the bounce. He, he plays it in and it just bounces just at the right, at the wrong time for Ashley Young, the right time for us. So he can't adjust himself and get anything on it other than sort of help it in a direction. He can't control the header or, or sort of get it in the direction he wants. He has to head it that way and it, and it ends up... I think just kisses the underside of the bar, doesn't it? And... And goes oh. in, um, but I think I think if Ashley Young doesn't touch it, I think Trincao taps it in. It's not one of those where it's a, a completely calamitous own goal. I think he has to intervene. And it's, it's just one where the defenders trying to defend it. You see a lot of goals like that where they they, they have to commit to try and stop it, yeah. and then obviously it goes in. It was the way it went in, the way it just floated on the underside of the bar. Because I thought from where I was coming across, I think I thought, oh, Trincao's not going to quite get there, and then. I thought it just gone past him, and then obviously it hit Ashley Young and goes in, and we've uh, we're two 0 up. And Trinko has a chance for three. Dendonko has a chance for three. You know their keeper pulled tipped one over the bar. You know we just can't seem to get that third goal. Like we, that's the only thing that you can fault. I think you came on the last time, and when we were, you know, we talked about getting that extra goal would have made it a higher score. And I think you're probably your performance rate is probably going to be affected by the same thing again today because we didn't go on and score the third or fourth goal. Yeah, that that's exactly it, isn't it? I think even Bruno's come out in his interview and in said, you know, we played really well today, but I'd like more goals and I want, you know, a more emphatic scoreline. I mean, I think two one flatters Villa. I think it really does. I mean, I know they had some chances second half, and and Watkins probably should have scored at least one of the one on ones he had. But, you know, the chances that we had and the way that we played, 
if we'd have got three, four goals there, I don't think that would have been any sort of un, unfairness at all. I think we were we were far more comfortable. Like I said, I think we wanted it more, and I think we showed our personality on the game a lot more than they did, which in a local derby counts for. A, I'm not never quite sure why. I, it's a strange one. Local derbies, they seem to that sort of you know the mentality seems to come into its own, and you, you think, well, you know, it shouldn't, but it does. And I think that was really important that, that our mentality was right. And, and I think actually, I know people have been saying how well Dendonka did, uh, and he and he was he was very very good. But for me, the best player on the pitch was João Martinho. And and I think the way that he controlled the game, he controlled the rhythm and the tempo that we played at. He knew when to slow it down. He knew when the the time to go and play the pass was, when the time was just to turn back and just keep the ball. I thought that was absolutely you know immense. And and. I watched the I watched the Portugal game um, when they played Macedonia in the qualifier, and he just ran the game. You know, when they've got Ronaldo, Bruno, Fernandes, all these players on the pitch, and he's the best player on the pitch by a mile. You know, he's a special player, and he showed it again on on Saturday, didn't he? I mean, they had Coutinho, Ramsey, who I think is a phenomenal player, by the way, Ramsey, uh, Sanson. They couldn't get near him. Could not get near him. It was it was phenomenal. I'd, I'll take it that Martinho is going to be your man of the match nomination. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. After after that, it's got to be really hasn't. So I'm going to give yeah. Matinho on the uh, the list. So we've got one vote for Fabio, three for Donk, and one for Matinho. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, were you confident before the game, Jack? I thought we would win. I mean, I I wasn't quite sure on the score. I'd said to you one nil, and I thought it was going to be quite a close game. Like I said, local derbies that they, they don't tend to be one where teams run away with it. Do they? They tend to be quite close. And are you froze, Jack? Hello, can you hear us? I can hear you, yeah. Can you hear me? You went very, very quiet then, and I didn't know whether oh, it was sorry. my end or your end. You just I froze. Think it might have been me, I don't know. That's that's okay. So we were we're back. Sorry about that. We lost Jack that's for right. a second there. There you go. You're I'm full back. Fly. Full flow. Yeah. I was writing it then I thought what I was talking about. Uh yeah, so like local derbies they're quite cagey, aren't they? So I didn't think there was gonna be much in it. But I thought we'd probably come out on top just because I thought, you know, we probably owed, owed ourselves a performance after Leeds, didn't we? You know, we talked about it after that game, didn't we? We kind of let let ourselves down, really. The red card did change the game, but there was no excuse in our defending in that game and, and the lack of mentality and, and control and organisation. So I thought the players probably owed the fans, maybe, and the club in general, they owed them a performance and, and obviously that's what they, they gave them. So, yeah, I thought we'd, we'd bounce back and respond. So I was I was quite confident going into it, yeah. Oh, I was I was I was very apprehensive, you know, before the game, and I thought Hunter might have gone with the three, but you have to say Bruno got called it right in terms of the the formation. That I thought the timing of his substitutions as well have got a lot better as the years got on. Yeah, now just earlier, isn't it? That's that's what you know. We were talking about that right at the start of the season, weren't we? He leaves it quite late, and we were saying, is it a tactical thing? Is it this, that, and the other? I think now he's he knows his squad a little bit more. He knows who he can trust, and he kind of knows the league a little bit better, and he knows the opponents. His substitutions now that they're, they're, they're proactive rather than reactive, aren't they? Which is obviously what you want. I mean, there, there wasn't really a need to make the change when he did, but he he, he did it because he obviously felt that the game needed something else. Do you think Pedenza picked up a knock though? I think he might have done, yeah, but obviously you're never quite sure with Pedenza because he always seems to pick up a knock and, and and gets back up and carries on, but. I thought I thought Wang and, and Neto had an impact in the game in a positive way in terms of they're a bit more physical, a bit more direct, sort of really stretched and pushed their defences. They were trying to come onto us a little bit more. 
and then obviously he brought Chikino on at the end in the who didn't really have much to do but but was energy and and tried to close down didn't it and things like yeah, that so you see that he's he's quite he's very involved in the match day squad Chikino I, I do like every time I see him I, I like him um Chikino and I think he's going to be one of those a bit like a Neto that's going to grow and become a really good player because he's so direct and he boy can he cross the ball yeah he, he looks really good doesn't he and again he's another one wasn't on anyone's radar, you know. We didn't know a lot about him, but he's come in two or three million, I think, which which is peanuts yeah. for Premier League clubs, isn't it these days? And again, he's a squad player, isn't he? And that's that's kind of what we've talked about, you know, because we've got such a small, close knit squad. If you sign for Wolves, you're going to be involved, you know. We ain't got anyone who's sort of sat there, not even getting on the bench or you know kicking their heels and going, well, there's five players in front of me here. He comes in, he knows injuries or suspensions, you're in. So he's got he's got to train, he's got to prepare right. And you can see that that anyone who comes on is ready to make an impact, aren't they? There's no one who really comes on and you think, oh, they're no good. You know, that what don't know why he's come on. It's it's, it's very close knit squad and and everyone's got a role to play. And I think they all know their role, don't they? Really, really well. You saw that again on, on Saturday with, with the midfield too, didn't you? Like we said, I mean personally, I'd have played probably played the three. I'd have brought Kundal in and, and played the three just to match. To match Villa up, but Bruno said, "No, I trust I trust Leander and, and Joao to to control it as a two, and they did. And I think he deserves, like you said, he deserves credit for that. But also the players deserve credit for for carrying out the instructions and the tactics really, really well. Because it would have been easy for 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 him to say, let's play as a two, and it not work, and, and for people to say, oh, the formation was wrong. And it might not have been that. It might have been just that the players didn't quite get it right. So to get it right in the way that it did, manager deserves credit, but the players do as well." Yeah, the crowd was fantastic as well. We, I mean, the Villa yeah. fans were very quiet. I mean, we had a bit of them towards the end when they, the penalty was given. It's like I felt that the penalty was given and they got, got that out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, obviously, he scores the penalty. And then that last five minutes, then you're always going to be stressed. It's like what well, it's it's that's why you needed the third goal, and then you yeah. even if they get the penalty, but the, it felt like the ref gave the penalty to almost to make that last f- five to ten minutes more dramatic. Because I, I still I can't I botched it back. We've talked about it. I can't believe that it was a given. It, it I am biased. I am biased because I'm a Wolves fan, but like he ran into him. Yeah, uh, it's not. It's not a penalty. Uh, that's the bottom line, isn't it? We can say, "Oh, but we're Wolves fans." You know, it's not a penalty, and, and and for the referee to give it on the pitch, okay, he's made a mistake because he's not a very good referee. None of them are really in the Premier League. We've got it wrong, but for VAR to watch it back on a replay, have multiple angles, slow motion, and to say to the ref, "Yeah, you've got that right," I think that's embarrassing. And I know someone's put already that it was Lee Mason on on VAR, and that just sums it up, doesn't it? Because he, he's a disgraceful referee, Lee Mason. And Nuno called him out on it last year and got fined. Yeah. Now you tell me how that makes sense. For a, for a manager to come out and say, this referee isn't good enough, get fined for it. And then the Premier League to realise a month later, oh, he ain't good enough, we'll get rid of him. It's, it, it's <laughs> Called it exactly how it's here. It's frustration, the, isn't the, it? When the, you get the, that. P, the PGMOL is not fit for purpose. It's an old boys' network. that The referees are more interested in sticking up for their mates and not embarrassing their mates by making them change the decision than they are in getting the right decision for the supporters in the stadium and the people watching at home. That can't be right. They need to get away from using referees for VAR 
and using ex-players or ex-referees who aren't involved in the current setup so that you've got a, a, a neutral, unbiased opinion. Because anyone who watches that penalty incident with Watkins and Sarr, who's not a Villa fan, not a Wolves fan, will look at it and go, if anything, it's a foul by Watkins. Because he, he, he overhits the ball and he collides with Sarr. So if anything, it's a free kick to Wolves. That's what anyone who's not a Villa or Wolves fan would say. So I think the thing is, we were all in the in the ground, and I don't know whether it was the same way you are. We, I was like, "Oh, that's going to get overturned by VAR," and we never saw a peep out of VAR. It's like, no, this is being checked. Nothing. It was just, where's the VAR check? It, yeah, and yet, and yet, you watch the the Leicester Man United game that evening, and the VAR gets involved on on the Leicester goal, doesn't it? For a for a tiny sort of clip of of Varane's heel. And you're thinking, is that what VAR's for? To go and rule and out a goal for someone It's like, well, that's that just says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Wolves challenging for those uh, positions and the penalty stands. Man United go 2-1 down to Leicester and they find a way to overturn the uh, overturn it on VAR. Yeah. But, but, but I, think, I think what's important, Dave, is that when we lost to Leeds and we all said it wasn't a red card on roll, people come back and say, ah, it's sour grapes. It's because you lost the game. When you win a game and you still have to criticise the referee or criticise the decision, yeah. then you've got to do it because otherwise people will just say, oh, it's sour grapes. You only moan at the refs when you lose. When you win and you're still not happy with the referee, that's when you've got to say, you know, hang on a minute, something's not right here. It didn't, it didn't, affect, it didn't affect the game. It might have affected our goal difference and, and lost the clean sheet and whatever, but it's still a disgraceful decision and it, and something needs to be said about it, doesn't it? Absolutely, mate. And let the, the one good thing was that that shot right, that, that shot right at the end saw, I mean, he, he makes himself so big and, he, you know, he's, if that had gone in at the end, I'd have been absolutely bloody gutted. I would really would have been absolutely gutted, but it was a good save. I thought Saw had a good game as well, did you? I thought Sar was really, really good, yeah. And and again, I think he's one that has got the men. He's a mentality monster, isn't he? He's, he's so switched on. He's so focused. He's he's like a you know a thunderbolt of energy every time, isn't he? You know, even when they've got a corner or a free kick, he's bouncing on the line, isn't he? And he's pushing and shoving. He, he just I like brings that. so a much bolt of energy. I think that sums up yeah. Jose Sar. He's a bit like Thor, a thunderbolt yeah. of energy. He he's that Thor. But he's just so the whole team you can see are just like we'll be all right today. If I make a mistake, he'll sort me out. And and similarly, you know, he probably thinks, you know, well, I've got these defenders in front of me. They're really, really good. Well, I'll need to help them out from time to time, and they'll back me up and, and things. And it's a really nice unit that we've got going, isn't it? And I think that partly comes from consistency, doesn't it? I mean, I know Bolly's come in recently, but but Cody's played every game. Sars played every game. Kilman's only missed two, hasn't he? So. You know, they've, they've got a really nice understanding now, I think. And that's, that really helps, doesn't it? You know, you watch some teams and, and they've got different centre-halves every week. I mean, Neverton are one, aren't they? I know they've had a really poor season. And every time I see them on Sky, the back four's different or, or they've changed to swap the goalkeeper out and things. And, and you need that consistency, probably in your defence more than anywhere else. I thought Bolly came in and had a good game as well. Kilman switched to the other side and they looked... He, they, I thought they both... All the defence were really pretty good. I mean, I, I thought, I thought so, yeah. I mean... You'd struggle to, to pick anyone out who had, a, who had a poor game or even an average game. I thought everyone played really, really well. And that that's, like I say, that's the mentality, isn't it? You know, we're not sort of going into games thinking, well, if we play OK, but so-and-so has a really good game, we might get away with it. 
you know, which is what certain other teams in the league do, don't they? They try rely on one or two really key players to, to play well. We kind of go, well, actually, I'm going to be the guy who steps up today. And they all do it. And then you get a performance like that where we were comfortably the better side and, and maybe could have won by more, yes. But but actually, you're struggling to kind of pick out players and go, well, maybe next time he might be dropped or some... I mean, you're struggling to think, Samedo's had a really good season, but would you bring him back in for Newcastle? Probably not. not. not you know, Neto's not champing play. at the bit to get a start, but would you start him? Probably not, you know. No, no, well, no. You know, again... I think like what Manny said at the top of the show, they've got the shirt and they're playing well. Then if you take them out of the team, it's like, you know, that Neves is a, is a different thing. I mean, Fabio Silva, would if Raul was fit for Newcastle and able to play, would you drop Fabio for Newcastle? I don't no. think I would. No, no, I, I, think, I think Fabio has to have a run now. I think he has to have a run. I think, we, I think we've seen a lot from Raul this season. Some good, some not so good, and we've gone over it a lot of times. Why and with the injury and the recovery and things, I think Fabio now needs to start, doesn't he? He needs to feel like he's a he's a centre forward, he's a starting centre forward. I think someone said the other day that you know he's, he's played something like three hundred minutes this season, so he's only really played three games worth of, of, of minutes, yeah. hasn't he? Over 15, 16 appearances. That's not enough time to judge him, really. He needs a, a regular start of games before we can really say, OK, this is what Fabio is. This is what he needs to improve on. This is what he's good at. You know, we, we see little glimpses, don't we? I mean, I thought he was fantastic on Saturday. But if I'm being really critical again, that, that chance in the first half when he, he goes past Mings, I think he's got to try and score, hasn't he? I mean, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a great save by the goalkeeper. It's kind of straight at him, isn't it? Yeah, I think well. he tried to place it, whereas if he'd have yeah. lashed it into the top high or yeah. very low, he'd have scored that. I think he tried yeah. to make sure. And I mean, if you if you sort of fast forward a little bit to the end of the season when we've got Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, now we're not going to get the same amount of chances we are against those guys that we did on Saturday. We're just not. So, Fabio, no, if he gets a chance like that... Chance. Look at Brentford against Chelsea, we might. Possibly, <laughs> but, but if, if Fabio gets that chance against Liverpool or Manchester City, he's, he's got, got to take it, hasn't he? He's got That's to take it. it, because we might not get another chance all game. You know, when we played Chelsea before Christmas at, at Molyneux, you know, we had that just ball. A Jota or a Neto puts the laces through that, you know, and it's eternally... Yeah. Whereas yeah, Fabio literally tried to place it. I think you put you, you put your laces through it. You, you know, it's going to be... If it's coming at you at a, at a, a faster pace, lot high or low, it's so much harder to react. Whereas it was a nice height for the keeper. And I think that's the, the only one thing. I mean, you see, it was a harder chance in the second half where he's on the run and he hits that ball to the top corner and forces the keeper to tip it over. Now, that was instinctive. I think he had yeah. too much time to think about it, Jack. That's quite possibly right, isn't it? A lot of strikers are kind of like that, aren't they? You'd back them if the ball dropped to the edge of the box just to put it in the bottom corner. Whereas if they're running through on goal, you know, like Watkins the other day, I mean, I, if I, I didn't think he was going to score. You know, when he went through, I just didn't look his body shape and he just didn't look like he was going to put it in the corner, did he? He always looked like he was almost waiting for Saar to do something and, and he was going to respond to that and, and obviously Saar... Saar did so well in that position though because, yeah. again, he's come out with his angles, he's made him pull it wider because of his, yeah. his way he's made himself look big and I know he put it wide but I think Jose Saar has a lot to do with that because of 
how good a keeper he is. And um, he got his angles right and he puts it past the post. And, you know, it was a big moment for Villa, that was. Big moment. It, Wolves had the break, went up the wrong end, Pedence loses it. They go down the other end, clean through on goal. Um, but we had a few chances where, we, like you say, the same, where we were clean through and um, we didn't take them. But against yeah. like a, a Villa, a City or a Liverpool, if you get your chance... Like Watford did at the weekend. Watford had a chance, a couple of yeah. chances against Liverpool. You don't take them. Go up the other end. Liverpool score the goal, don't they? And that's the difference. But we are scoring more goals now, Jack. What is we your are. performance rate anyway to finish off on? Uh, seven and a half. A I, seven say, I, thought, I thought we were we were good. We weren't outstanding. We weren't brilliant, but we were really, really good. And, and nobody let us down. Nobody played poorly. And we we were comfortably the better team, and and as a supporter in a, in, a, in a big local game like that, that's all you can ask for. Seven point so, five. You know, yeah. And are you uh, are you at Newcastle away? I'm hoping so. Yeah, I've, I've got my ticket, so it just depends what if I can get the train on time and things. So yeah, I know crossed. that was the thing that because of the because uh, your teacher, you were worried about yeah. getting away and stuff. But you've uh, you've yeah. obviously got plans afoot for that. And what are your score prediction? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one Wolves. I, th- I think Bolly might score as well. I've got a feeling Bolly will, will get one from a, a set piece. He's, he's due one, isn't he? You know, since yeah. he's come back in. So. I'd love to see Bolly score as well. Yeah. Bolly and Fabio, that'd be nice. Be the dream, wouldn't it? It, it, it would be the dream, absolutely. And he's staying over. Yeah, we will be. Yeah, so yeah. So you you don't really have a lot of choice, do you? Newcastle one. No, no. And, and again, you know, we, we don't like to man, do we? But whoever was at Sky Sports who, who thought Newcastle Wolves is is good on a Friday night, I mean, come on. This is why it's gone to general sale because um, most away games you don't get a chance. So, like, no. if you're a, if you want if you're someone that's there that wants to go to an away match, the tickets are on general sale that or have been on general sale. Get yourself. This is a chance. I know it's a Friday night, but you don't they don't come around that often. If you don't not able to get away tickets, go and it's a good away day, in Newcastle as well. Yeah. I know it's every time, but. I'm uh, I'm up there for the uh, for the for the Friday and uh, the Saturday actually. So. Yeah, but, but I think it, it, it's right what what Andrew's just put on 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 the comments there. Sky don't consider the fans during the pandemic and, and behind closed doors. All Sky said was it's not the same without the fans. It's not the same without you guys. And yet since the fans have been back in, they don't care. They'd, they'd quite happily send Wolves up to to Newcastle on a Friday night. I think Tottenham are away at Liverpool at quarter to eight on a on a Saturday night in a couple of weeks or something, aren't they? Something ridiculous. And, you know, it, it, I mean, it shouldn't be happening, should it? You know, it's just, they don't, they just don't think of the fans, do they? And they don't, you know. Yeah, I must admit, when they moved into Friday night, I was rolling my eyes. I was thinking, crikey, that's just great. Anyway, Jack, as always, brilliant. Hopefully see you up there. Uh, yeah, let we'll us do, yeah. We'll try and uh, catch up. Because uh, I say we're going to be around for a little while as well, so let's fingers crossed we can win. Thanks for coming on, and being so no patient. Problem. Cheers, guys. Thank you. And hopefully see you on extra time next. Probably be on the Monday night again. Okay, no problem. Uh, because uh, of the weekend, so it'll probably be on the Monday. Top man. No problem. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers, Jack. Always great to have Jack. Always talks so well, um, and you know he he just talks a lot of sense, just Jack. So it's brilliant. Thanks for being patient. But the last up. Last but not least, we've got Andy from Many Fun Adventures in his camper van. Aha, motorhome. <laughs> it's a standing joke, isn't it, Andy? 
Hey, I should tell him about your dodgy watch. Oh, you've got the watch, yeah? Because I had the, uh, I had the new, uh, the new one, and you bought my watch. How's it going? Yeah, it's all right, actually. He's bang on. Yeah, yeah, you did got, you did all right there, mate. I'm glad you got it. We still haven't met up because uh, we don't know when you're going to be back in uh, over in the Midlands. Whereabouts in the world are you at the moment? Not too far, really. I'm uh, just down the road from you, I suppose, uh, near Tamworth. Oh, so you're not far at all? No, not too far now, no. How long are you in Tamworth for? Well, just outside Tamworth for about about a week. And then we're on a tour. Oh, where <laughs> this time? Uh, well, we ain't quite sure yet. We've got a few plans, you know, we're not quite sure. Mervy, you've met, uh, we met that thingy when it says hi Andy and Charlie well you'll have to I let us know. know again obviously when you get close so we can go out for another meal and a, another catch up in the uh, in the camper van oh the motorhome <laughs> thing. Uh, those of you who don't know that Andy has a, a YouTube channel which is called strangely enough many fun adventures and it's all about the many fun adventures he and your lady and your dog Charlie have in your motorhome and your adventures and travels that's right. Sold the house, moved into the motorhome. And uh, you're still going, mate? Yeah, two still... and a half years on. Two and a half years on. And you've got all your stickers on the back there, and you've got your wolf scarf, of course. And oh, yeah. uh, a lot you more want... than that as well. <laughs> you get to a game as and when it's possible, which is not often, but you're always watching the uh, watching it and watching the matches, aren't you? You'd never miss it. And the Villa Every game, game. <sighs> I bet you loved it, didn't you? Oh, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Especially after watching the Leeds game. Oh, I was gutted. And uh, I was really nervous with this one, to be honest. And when I seen the uh, the team sheet, I thought, oh, no, you know, no Raul. And uh, I'm not a big fan of, um, oh, what's his name? Not Ain't Nori, the other one. Tomato? <laughs> no. Um, Marcel? Marcel, that's him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Marcel, to be honest. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> I know he, he he had a couple of good passes, but a lot of the time he gives the ball good away. Pass. What about the pass for the goal? That weren't, weren't a good pass. That was a brilliant pass. Yeah, I know, but uh, I see the rest of the passes he makes and he or he don't make. <laughs> Adrian Richards has said, "Can you get if you, when you get down to Dartmouth, he's going to buy you a point." Oh, nice one. Nice one. So, uh, Adrian, connect with uh, Andrew on uh, his uh, Instagram, Many Fun Adventures. Send him a message, and when he gets down to Dartmouth, he'll let you know what you mate. Yeah, certainly will. Always for, for a pint. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Fantastic. <laughs> so, did you watch it on your computer, did you, or the TV? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so I have something a bit naughty to watch all the games on, yeah. <laughs> you got one of them IP thingamabobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I can't talk on here about it, can I? But yeah, I, I watch every you game. You can because because don't forget, Spider VPN allow you to uh, um, secure your data and stuff with their routers, and uh, they've now got this crypto, uh, which is Spider Miner, um, that you can get on in the link between. And if you like your crypto and stuff like that, apparently it's carbon neutral and all sorts of stuff. I'm learning a lot. It's a new product. Um, and the link's in the description below. But, yeah, I mean, we all watch however we can. Um, but you manage, you are out and about, so you've got to find some way to watch your football and you manage to get the games. 
Yeah, it's quite it's quite funny because the missus goes mad, you know. I mean, if we, <laughs> it doesn't matter what we've planned, I have to park up somewhere if the game's on, and we can't do anything until the game's finished, you know. And <laughs> watch every single game. I think there's only the odd occasion when they say a league cup game, I might not be able to find the stream. Well, you ain't gonna worry about that till next year, mate. So that's for definitely. Yeah, not worried about that so much anyway. So, uh, no. but yeah, watch every game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, Carl Whitehouse has said his VPN works well with the spider, which is great to know he's got one. Mate, I mean, it's been a while since we had you on. Have, have you, if your emotions, like you say, been up and down on this roller coaster of a, a journey you're on with European places? Like one week we're looking good, the next week we're not, the next week, oh, we're back in it again. And then, oh, we're tuning up against Leeds. Oh, we're going to go fifth. Oh, no, we might. Wolves find a way to grab defeat from the jaws of victory. And then we go and play Villa and we're like, oh, Wells <laughs> out, Nevis is out. And then we batter them. And I we, think, I think know, the worst part about it is I put a bet on, didn't I, at the beginning of the season to be in the top four? Yeah, it's, well, that's, yeah, that was a bit of a, a bit <laughs> of a stretch. Well, you know. Uh... <laughs> a bit of a, you know it's still, there is still a, a very, very outside possibility. The odds on that would be things but like, I still think I personally still think six is possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still think six is possible, but I think you know West Ham have still got European football to worry about. They've got games. Wolves have. I know we've got okay. We've got Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool to play. So you, you know, you know, on the face of it, you, it's difficult to see on paper as winning. Um, any points out of those three games, we've got seven games to go, so 12 points perhaps. But, you know, Wolves will probably beat all three of them and then lose the other four. <laughs> that would be just typical Wolves, wouldn't it? But, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, European is still in place. I still think, I mean, Arsenal have dropped points tonight and they were romping away with fourth flight. Now Tottenham are in the, the position. You just don't know. You no. just do not know. You Win two or three games. I mean, if we'd have beat won the Leeds game, we would have been we'd have gone fifth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had that bad run recently where we lost about was it three games in a row, which and we was getting up there at that point. And I thought, come on, then my bet's on. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be honest, that's secondary. I just want to see Wolves do well. That's the first thing. I'm not bothered about my bet really, but it would be nice, like. But uh, but I put that on right at the beginning of the season, and the first three games we. I mean, we played so well, but we lost by, was it, one goal, I think, each time, I think. So, you know, I should do the same again next year. <laughs> Mate, you've got, keep Wolves... you've, got to, you've got to keep dreaming. You've got to keep believing. As, I just uh, think... as, a, as a, a Wolves prophet once says, dreaming is for free. Yeah, I just think, you know, they're doing well. And uh, I'm really proud of them, I am. And say, I know they've had some bad games, but... You know, we've had some injuries to put up with, haven't we? And uh, I'm, I'm pleased about Fabio Silva, to be honest. I'm really pleased about him. I was getting well, a bit doubtful about him myself. but Well, a lot of people were, but his, uh, his performances off the bench and the whole game, really, was good. Mate, to finish off with you, performance rating and manager of the match, and we've got our final guest coming on, Josh, who's just returned from his quiz. Uh, I'd say performance rating eight. Give him eight. Eight, yeah. And uh, man in the match, oh, Fabio Silva. 
Although there's quite a few of them I could have picked. But You're Fabio. going with Fabio, so let's just knock that off. So that's now put us onto the pundits' vote. Two for Fabio, three for Donk, and one for Matinho. And, guys, if you're enjoying the content, we've got over 100 of you here. Do us a favour. Smash a like on the video. Um, subscribe if you're new. Um, we always try and put out some great content. We have some great guests, and it, it just lets YouTube know that you enjoy us. And if you're listening to this back on the uh, the catch-up or on, on the podcast, the Always Wolves podcast, leave us a, a rating on the podcast. That would be uh, really appreciated as well. Mate, um, and you, you got eight. Score prediction for Newcastle. My head says 2-1. My heart says 3-1. Wolves, obviously. Well, that's as long as it's Wolves, mate. So another victory for Wolves on Friday night. That will do me. Easy. Easy peasy. Andy, thanks. Keep in touch. Uh, check be, out uh, Many Fun Adventures, the Van Life channel. It is, uh, it's a great little channel. It's, Andy's a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, and I look forward to sharing another meal with you in the in the near future when you when you get close to where I live again, mate. We'll do. Take no care, Here's Dave. See you later, mate. See you, pal. Last but no least, <laughs> we have young Josh looking very smart as always. Josh, before we start, you know you need to sort this quiz night thing out <laughs> man, because you can't rely on the the show going into nearly two hours for you to get no. on you know <laughs> i mean but we do need to know how did you get on with your quiz um we finished seventh so basically a waste of time going really yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> probably a few points yeah seventh out of how many though 14 so about halfway to yeah. mid mid table not quite pushing the european positions oh. consolidating you need an extra member for your team that maybe knows a you need to draft in, might move up the table. Mate, were you talking about the match whilst you're down at the uh, quiz night? Yeah, we were, to be fair. So I was with um, the lad who, lad who sits behind me and his dad and um, like discussion of what went on. We went in the um, the George Wallace after the game with him as well and we were saying like, the same sort of things about the penalty um, and how well we started the game, really. We look, we look different to how we've played other weeks, I think. Were you uh, confident before the game? Honestly, I'm gonna say I wasn't. When we lost Neves and well, when we once we found out we'd lost Neves for the month and him and Ez missing two games, I thought I thought they were gonna beat us in all honesty. Um what wasn't that confident, but the way we started, it put those worries straight to bed. Well, it was brilliant when it might it was the I mean the atmosphere was electric and the it was wave yeah. after wave of attack. You know, and had we have been three or four up at half time, I don't think Villa fans could have really uh, argued. They only had really one shot in the first half. That was one that was tipped over by yeah. uh, Jose. They they had a bit more in the, the the second half. We made a couple of good saves again, um, but you know, we 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 I think we've taught we we need to be able to kill games off, and that's the one yeah. thing we that we seem to be missing. We're scoring goals now. Yeah. We're just not killing the games off when we're we're so far on yeah. top. But it nearly come back to bite us in the bum again. But mm. this time, we managed to see it over the uh, over the line. But um, you know, it was. It, the, I'll tell you what was else was nice. It was quite warm at times yeah. when, the, when the sun was out. It was lovely. It was a yeah. really nice sunny day. So it's been like that. Although it's been cold the last few weeks, and like when I've been on a run and if I've been playing golf, it was a case of once the wind had stopped. Are you playing golf, 
I try to. Are you any good? <laughs> Have you got a handicap? Nah, not got a handicap. <laughs> Other than your your playing style, yeah, you mean? that's the best. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, no, I mean absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know, talk about the um, the positives and what stood out for you during the match. Um, for me, it was the amount of players we were getting in the box, and I know they said it on match of the day the way we were getting players forward. Um, even though we were playing with a midfield two and they had like a diamond and a, a three occasionally in midfield, I thought we over, we overrun them in midfield brilliantly. It's like Fabio really, I think, played a bit of a false nine position. He was coming into the midfield to get the ball. And once he got that ball, he turned and he'd lost two or three of their, like the likes of Ming's concept. Oh, that was brilliant, wasn't it? When he, yeah. when he did that, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. What was your moment of the match? Um, it's got to be the, the opener, Johnny's goal. Thanks. Oh no! Oh, there was, there was the um, the flick up, um, Martino in the middle of the park, and he's flicked it over. I think it was McGinn, and then rolled it past another player and gone forward. There right. was quite a few, to be fair. That was pure magicianship, yeah. Martino flicking the ball over John McGinn, who is no bad player. No. And make and, and doing that to John McGinn is just absolute yeah. filth. The fact that we've got Joe Matinho, okay, he's too, but he can just do that on a football pitch to someone of his quality mm. in front of 30 odd thousand people and just play like he's playing in a park. It's brilliant, and it? it's yeah. just that's what the thing that always gets me with Matinho is he plays like. A, a, a youngster. He's he yeah. might be thirty five, but he's got he's got the, the mentality of yeah. a, a young lad, and the, the energy levels is is insane. When he's you on know. his game, he's he's and he's thinking. Obviously, from his experience, he's a step ahead of everybody. Well, that I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? With a quality midfielder, is that they know what they're going to do before they've even got the ball. Yeah. Their awareness. I mean, Neves is when like Neves is on it. His awareness. Yeah. Is frightening at times. The last they, few weeks, Neves has been fantastic. And He's they can pick awesome. out a ball, you know, with one touch and play yeah. a pass inch perfect. And that's that's why you pay them the big bucks. Yeah. Um, but I was worried with Neves being out, but yeah. with the midfield were absolutely magnificent. So what are you going to give the performance rating? I'm going to give it a nine. You're going to give I it a nine? After, yeah, said after the game... A nine. I thought I've watched it back since, and I'm still still going to say a nine because I thought, although they had their moments, I still think we controlled the game, and I think Saar made Jose Saar made some brilliant saves. I also think part of the reason why um, Watkins didn't score that one on one chance was because of how big that yeah Saar we made himself. We were just talking about that, he did he did so well. So we've got the final nomination um, for pundits man of the match, and then we're going to go to the uh, Producer to uh, and to you guys in the uh, the chat to vote for your man of the match. What's your final nomination? Who are you going for? I was stuck, but I'm going to give. I'm going to go with Joe. I think Joe had a really good game. It so you're going with Joe Martino. Explain why. Just the way he, he, he was. What's the word? He was like a general in midfield. We were on about it in the pub on the way on, after the game, and he he managed it. Him and Dendonka managed it perfectly, and I think Joe just had that. Ability to just change the game from midfield. We'd be defending. He'd win a ball back, and we were straight on the front foot again. 
Fantastic. Well, there you have it. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, those of you that watched the instant reaction, and I hope most of you did, know that I voted for Fabio Silva because I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But we do have three votes from the pundits for Fabio. We have three votes from the pundits for Dendonka. And we've got two votes for Matinho. So the people's vote to make the to make the decisive contribution is the three you need to be voting for, and also your put your your uh, performance rating is Joe Matinho, Den Donker, or Fabio Silva. Those are your three nominations. Get get your nominations. In. You are no. As uh, Matinho never, no one voted for Johnny. The producer would have voted for Johnny, probably. Matinho, um, Dendonka, and Fabio Silva. And then the uh, in the next couple of minutes, the votes will be added up and we'll announce it live on the show. Now, let's look ahead, Josh, to Newcastle. Are you able to go? Yeah, all sorted, all hotel. Boom, book. shake the room. The, <laughs> man, the man's there. Who are you going with? Me and my brother. Stopping the Friday night and then make our way back Saturday morning. Yeah, well, I'm up Friday. I'm probably there Friday and Saturday, I think, uh, as well. So um, that's cool. So you're you're going up to Newcastle. What time are you setting off? Going to set off. Uh, I was originally going to say twelve because my initial plan was to get tickets for the England game and then then go. I said to my brother, "We'll we'll, we'll leave for eleven and get the tickets." Online on the way up on my phone, get my brother to get him on the phone on the way up. Oh, when did they? When, when, the England game, did you say? Yeah, the England Hungry game. If you've got a My England membership, they go on sale at 12 o'clock on Friday. Have you got a My England membership then? Yeah, you? it's free to sign up. If you sign up, if you go onto the FA website and you'll see a My England supporter club link and you can sign up in there and it's still allowing you to sign up now, ready to get tickets for Friday before it reaches general sale. All uh, right, interesting. That that's uh, free because you got the travel you got the travel club, which I think they're paying like fifty pound a year. But then you got the supporter club, which is basically just like a giving you a supporter number, and it's yeah. free. Oh right, interesting. That's uh, something that uh, the producer should have known about. <laughs> um, and because we didn't think we could sign up till uh, a little bit later. Yeah, we'll need to look at that. Um, yeah, because I'd like to go to that, obviously, because that would be a, a very good blog. Um, so, yeah, so obviously you're going to be there. Yeah. And what are your feelings about the game now after the Villa match? Oh, has expectations risen again? Yeah, expectations has gone up again. Um, I think we should, especially after they lost 5-1 as well, no disrespect to them. But I think they will tighten up a bit. I know they're still technically classed in the bottom bottom half and potentially still fine for survival. I don't think they are. I think they are clear, to be fair. Now, even though I said a few months back on the channel, I tipped them to go Have down. you seen their running? Newcastle's running? Yeah. It's really, really yeah. tough. Them and Everton have got the rough, the toughest toughest runs, I think, haven't they? Now, we're going to just talk about your score prediction in a minute, but like, who, who do you, do, would you kind of like sneakily like Everton to get relegated? It'd be, I, I, I do, I would and I wouldn't. I would because they've been spending ridiculous amounts of money the last few years and they've been bankrolled by Mashiri. They've been bankrolled by um, the Russian billionaire who's friends with him. Um, 
and it's kind of come to bite them on bite them on the bum a bit. And they're on about it in, on Talksport earlier today. Um, one of their fans was on saying that when you look at the group of players they've got, they've still got amalgamations of Martinez, Silva, um, Ancelotti, Rafa. There's that. There's multiple groups of players rather than like a we've still we let's be honest we've still got Nuno's players, but it's still the same cluster of players you've had for the last four or five years. Whereas they've got clusters from different generations of managers. Yeah. And he was sort of saying he reckons that's sort of partially part of the problem. I think you might be right. I, 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 I like, you know, Everton, I like the Everton fans and stuff like that, but they've not been relegated in a long time. And no. I do think, it, you know, maybe Villa went and had a bit of a taste of it. I don't think it'd do them any harm. We went down to League One, and it, in some ways, at the time it was awful. But yeah. in hindsight, it might have been the best thing that happened to us because we managed to get rid of all the dead wood, clear it, yeah. build up, and then Fosen came in and took us to the next level. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be difficult for Norwich to get out yeah. of it. I think Brent, Norwich are doing. Brentford think... seems to have pulled themselves away. I think Leeds are still in danger despite that result. Yeah. Burnley, um, Burnley got four games in, three or four games in hand over then. Yeah, Burnley, we've got to play Burnley as well at Burnley. Um, but I mean, you know, Everton have got the points, Burnley have mm. got the games in hand. If, if, and guess who Burnley are playing Tuesday night? Everton ooh, ooh, at Burnley. Ooh. That could That's be a game. Well, any just man, if Burnley yeah. win that game. I think they'll be one point behind Everton with, you know, so and it's going to be, yeah, that could drag Everton. I think if Everton get dragged into the bottom three, they won't get out. No. I think I, they got lucky I, against, uh, with that um, three points they got the other week with the uh, yeah. down to 10 men. Uh, one bit of quality and they they, they, they got they got lucky. but. Mm. Everton have got a tough run in, man. Yeah. I like what Frank Lampard did, what he did at Derby and the, the job he managed to do at Chelsea. But I don't think he's the right manager to keep him up. Well, I think that's the other thing. It's the wrong, it's maybe the right manager at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, you know, Lampard, he likes to play his footballer. And to be honest, you need players that are going to scrap. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to scrap. You can't play your pretty football and against teams that, you know, yeah. you, they've got something to play for, but they're just, I don't know, mm. you know, they might just get away with it again. They nearly got relegated a few years ago. They got mm. a last-minute goal and stayed up. It might not do them harm. Anyway, to finish off with, two hours. Um, <laughs> this is commitment for you. And the producers sent the results of uh, the decisive people's vote for Man of the Match. And the winner is... Of the People's Man of the Match, Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva. Can't argue with that. There you go. I voted for Fabio Silva. Not that I had any influence over it at all. It was just one vote. But I think he was magnificent. I thought his all-round play was brilliant. The way he held up the ball. The way he chased things down. His energy. You know, the only thing that was lacking was the the goal. Not for the lack of trying. I think he'll come now. I think he'll. Uh, I'd love him to score on Friday. I really would. I think we all will, mate. And we all we all will. And I think that's the the one thing. And you you can see that he's going to be a player. Mm. 
he's still 19. Let's just you... let's just realize the guy's 19 years of age. He's getting stronger. He's getting. He's going to get better. He's going to be some player. He is. Yeah. He's got yeah. everything. The other use, useful stat to us as well, by the age he turns 21, he will be classed as homegrown. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've been looking through the rules the last few weeks, me and my brother. Yeah. Pedro, Pedro Neto just misses out by a month or two um, to do with the basis of if you're at a club or at another club in the same association out on loan, under the age of 21, if you've spent three years at that club or within the same association, so the Premier League or the Championship, um, you've been there three years. By the time you turn 21, you're classed as homegrown. Oh, right. Well, that's good because that's a lot. All these rules and stuff are, are coming in, mate. It's been uh, it's been a fantastic show. It's been a bumper edition. So many fantastic people coming on the show. I want to thank everyone. That's come on. Um, you know, it's brilliant. The only one that we were missing tonight was Paul, who was in the green room, uh, but um, he, uh, he, he's he got an early start in the morning. So he came on late and then there were so many people. It's just getting everyone in. But um, Paul and me are playing five-a-side tonight. He's coming up to uh, to Balfour. Um, and we're, going, we're having a bit of indoor. First five-a-side that... Played in two years and he's coming along to have a kick about with us. So trying to get fit. So uh, looking forward to, uh, to to that. Not that I'm any good or anything like that. I ain't actually. I used to be okay back in the day, but I do like my five side. So it's good to get that and the tennis. I might get start getting reasonably fit again. You do, you and obviously you doing your running and everything. Yeah, trying to get just trying to get my head back into me running at the moment. So I'm halfway through my half marathon training at the moment. So I've got to do a nine-mile run tomorrow. So See, that's the thing. I can't just run. I get bored. I, yeah. if, I'm, I, I, if I'm running after a ball, tennis, yeah. Yeah. or paddle tennis, table tennis, because I was England-ranked table tennis player, most people won't know, then I'm okay. But running, for the sake of running, I just yeah. I can't do it because I start <laughs> thinking about the running. Why am I running? Yeah. And then I start thinking, you should be tired. I'm tired. You know what I mean? Whereas some people run and they, they switch off and it's like yeah. they're time. I can't do that. If I'm, I've got to run after. I think it was a dog in a re- previous life, anyway. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much, everyone in the uh, in the chat. Um, brilliant contributions again from everyone. Please smash a like on the video if you're new. Subscribe, um, and if you're listening to it back on the podcast, thank you so much. Thanks again to Spider Miner for powering the show. Uh, really appreciate that. Looking forward to meeting the guys. They are Newcastle fans, uh, so expect to see them on the channel talking about the game and um, extra time we'll be back again next week not sure whether it'll be on the the sunday or the monday yet uh, but we'll let everyone know uh, much appreciated going to have a cup of tea uh, and then watch and then watch the rest of uh, what I've got of the walking dead I've got about oh, 20 minutes of the latest episode left to go. Four, four behind on that. <laughs> yeah, man, I watched it during lockdown, all the series. Everyone was talking about it for ages and ages and been watching it. And now we're in the last series and it's just yeah. catching up tonight on the last one. And then it's one a week and I yeah. ended up finishing Peaky Blinders last night as well, yeah. uh, which was an interesting ending. Uh, Andrew Knight says, quality stuff, Dave. Love it, mate. Always warbs. Absolutely. Love to you and your families. Uh, thanks for the support. Look out for all the Newcastle stuff. Uh, make sure your bell switched on. And we'll see you 
on the next one from myself, from everyone that's contributed, me and Josh. Uh, good night and God bless. Always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.